You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Did you know that Podcast Juice is premium content? Well, check out Podcast Juice All Access. Join today and get instant access to over nine years of great classic podcasts, members-only shows, and more exclusive content. Go to PodcastJuice.net backslash all access and join today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PodcastJuice.net. This is Michael Dean, and you're listening to a year in review. And we've got everybody on the table tonight. We've got Tori. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Excellento. Next up, we have Mr. Q Storm. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Doing good. Ready to get this started. Oh, by the way, Benedict Cumberbatch, you can play Doctor Strange anytime you want to. All right. Next up, next up, we have Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. How are you, sir? Ah, uh, I can't wait for this year to end because I'm going to be jettisoning, jettisoning, jettisoning? Uh, getting, get rid of some clients who are painting my butt. All right, all right. Uh, blessing that you got clients, though, right? Shout oh, yeah. out definitely, to definitely. everyone doing their own thing. Next up, Mr. Amp Poo. How are you, sir? Man, listen. Arizona, I need to get y'all stuff together. It's too <laughs> cold out here. You can't be 120 degrees in the summer and 25 in the winter. Freezing my butt off. All right. But I'm enjoying the family. That's good. That's good. Last but certainly not least, Mr. Sean <laughs> Hill. How are you, sir? Doing good. Do not adjust your speakers. I am actually back. Um, I've got Vegas fatigue a little bit, but uh, ready to rock and roll. I'm definitely ready to get into the top 10 best worst films of the year. Should be interesting. All right. And shout out to our listeners out there, all of you out there in Stitcher land and iTunes and uh, all access land. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. We thank you for being with us this year. Of course, we got some good things planned for next year. So right now, we're going to do a look back at 2014. And so to get this thing started, I think we're going to first do probably maybe our last movie review of the year. Uh, and that is the movie The Interview, which uh, finally came out actually Christmas Day. Uh, it came out the original release day. It's supposed to. Uh, it came out uh, in a few select theaters around the country and also was on, uh, I believe, the Xbox Live, YouTube, Google Play, uh, maybe a few other on a few other online uh, places. So uh, I have not seen the movie uh, yet. Didn't really plan on seeing it at first. So you can. I'm gonna say spoiler alert because uh, Tori, I believe, has not seen the movie either, and I, knew, I know she does want to see it. But we're gonna start with Sean Hill. Uh, Sean, break down the interview. Uh, is this a good movie or not? Is it funny? What's the scoop? Um, it's funny in parts. Um, it's 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 a typical Seth Rogen, uh, James Franco, um, um, gosh, can't remember his name now. Um, Judd Apatow type movie. A lot of lot of dick jokes, a lot of fart jokes, a lot of gay jokes. It's it's run of the mill material for them. So if you're going into this wanting to see it because of the controversy, and you are not a fan of either one of those films or either one of those uh, uh, actors, stay away. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be converted. You're gonna definitely be disappointed. You're gonna be like, what? What's all this hype about? Um, I would, out of out of scale of four, I'd give it two and a half. I I laughed quite a bit in the, in the early parts. There's some very funny stuff uh, going on at the beginning, uh, but as the film kind of treks along, and once they get to North Korea, it becomes really, really dull, boring, and I almost wanted to give up on it. So. Um, 
if you can see it for free, see it for free. If you're a fan, watch it. If you're not, stay away. That's basically the best advice I can give you on that. All right. Uh, Aunt Pooh, you saw the movie. What do you think? I did not like it. Uh, like Sean said, it was good in parts. It was funny in parts. There was a whole reliance, like uh, there was an overly reliance in the appealing to the lowest common denominator with a lot of dick jokes and gay jokes and and. Uh, but that's their thing. That's <laughs> they they always do that. Like, uh, how deep can we go into spoilers? Uh, Tori, <laughs> um, go go right ahead. Okay, like there was this one scene where they had where because you know that he's supposed to get this rice in. That's that's no secret. He's supposed to have the rice and put on the hand. They made a, a number of the jokes within the trailer. So, uh, like a dummy, somehow they ended up uh, losing one of the rice in, and they had to ship in a new one through. Uh, they was going to do a drop on it, and of course. They told him that in order for him to get back into the uh, the North Korean compound, he had to put this rock, this long tubular thing, up his rectum to sneak it back in. And I was just like, "Really, Tori? You gonna laugh at that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm a visual person, so I'm I'm visualizing this. <laughs> and that's funny to you. Yeah. Oh, wait, funny. yeah. <laughs> they saw you know we talking about they saw top five and they thought that one scene was funny so. Definitely. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, really? I'm supposed to be laughing at this. I, I kid you not, the guy who played Kim Jong-un was hilarious. He had a number of different moments. Like some people said, there was a lot of sympathy. Um, the interview itself, it had its the interview that between uh, James Franco's character and Kim Jong-un, there was a, a, a couple of funny moments where James Franco was like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And Kim Jong-un was like, well... Yeah, incarcerate more people than you claim we do. <laughs> I just, to me, I die laughing at that. Where this evil dictator is like, well, America ain't that great. I'm just going to state facts. But overall, it's not worth all the controversy. It really wasn't. I guess some people got thin skin and this movie should have never been made because it wasn't that funny. Hmm, all right. Uh, Big Sexy. What do you think? Well, let me go on record now and saying I don't like Seth Rogen. Okay? <laughs> now having said that, <clears throat> I have to uh agree with the guys. You know, there it was funny in parts, you know, a lot of dick jokes, a lot of fart jokes, you know, James Franco, I don't see what the big deal is with this guy. I really don't. Um I remember when Satanic Verses was released back when I was in college. Oh, and people were all freaked out. Oh, there's a Death wish on this death throw on this guy's head. So a lot of people, including myself, went out and bought it just for that reason. This film is not Satanic Verses. This film is, you know, Judd Apatow is not Salman Rushdie. This film was, if you're a fan of that work, it's like the um, like people who like Kevin Smith movies. You know what you're gonna get. Yes. You know the rest of the world. You know we don't give a shit. I mean, if you like, I'm not ripping Kevin Smith. That's what you like. That's what you're gonna get. This thing, if you liked um, the whole laundry list of John Apatow slash Seth Rogen movies, then you'll fit right at home. It's one of their better films in in their body of work. But is it worth taking a stand on on it? No. I remember when I'm when 
oh god, Luther Campbell got arrested in Florida back in 1990 for obscenity charges. A lot of people jumped on it as a First Amendment deal, but a lot of people, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of people said we're going to make a First Amendment claim behind this bullshit. And that's my that's my feeling here. If we're going to make a you know make a stand on something, let's have something that's, that's worth standing. Kind of cutting out there, sir. Let me let me let me say this, this real quick. Not, uh, yeah. You're getting hacked. North Korea is shutting you down, Mark. We can't really hear you. <laughs> now, that's Seth Rogen. He's the last bash in that movie. There and I, this is definitely a spoiler, so I'm not gonna spoil it. But there is a cameo I appearance. His ass. There, there's a. All I heard was Seth Rogen in his ass. So we're going to say pause. <laughs> we're going to go to Sean, Sean Hill. Go ahead. Wow. Um, <laughs> there's a cameo at the at the start of the film that is so, so hilarious that I had just so high hopes for it. Thinking, okay, if oh, they can yeah. sustain, if they can sustain this type of humor throughout the entire film, we, we may be talking about a minor classic here. It is it is that funny. Uh, and then there's a second cameo that's actually in the trailer, so it's not as funny, but still funny. And had they stayed in that world, and maybe Big Sexy and Ant may agree with me, had they had they stayed in that world, the the talk show kind of parody, it could have been a very good film. But once, like I said, once it gets to South Korea, it really just it's like they ran out of ideas. It's like they were kind of like um, kind of like Stripes. I guess I'm dating myself here, but you know how funny Stripes is all the way up until they get to the war, and then it kind of like. Peter's off with being funny. This is kind of the same thing. I would say the the first hour, well, probably the first forty five minutes to an hour of it is is actually very very hilarious and a lot of good stuff in it. Um, now the guy who played Kim Jong Il, I'm surprised that he would be able to uh, walk in public. He, I'm, I, this guy's got to be quaking in his boots as far as the whole whole hat thing and all that. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so he's, like, he's he's Jim Caviezel. Yes, yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, it, it, I just want to say, not to beat a dead horse, but I guess you had to be a famous celebrity to joke about that stuff. I guess I can't joke about it, but they can. Why not? Bullshit. I guess you don't know. Uh, you don't, I know Sean, what he's talking can, about. I know what he's talking about. about. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You can't. Well, Sean, since we're not a. Well, Sean, since we're not on video, you couldn't see me shaking my head to that statement. No, no. I, uh, you you spoiled it for me uh, last week, so I saw that coming. And even before that, I just thought that it wasn't that funny. I thought it was hilarious. I, I mean, I've only I've only seen up to the uh, Rob. Well, no, I saw it up to the party scene where his friend his uh, kind of uh, shames him. Yeah, uh, that's as far as I got before that we went on air. And I I saw that cameo, and I was like. Wow, I mean, is he not interested in hip hop anymore? <laughs> ah, don't spoil it! Don't spoil it! All right. Well, I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen seen the clip on the, some some site, but there you go. So definitely, I guess check out the movie for yourself if you want to see the interview. And uh, I don't know if it was worth all the the hype, but it's out there, and hopefully no. Sony can finagle some way to get their money back on this thing. Yeah. Don't don't go in expecting high art. That's all I gotta say. It 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 is a Seth Rogen film that should that should be enough to let people know what it's about. Rocky Horror Picture Show, twenty first century. 
Well, yeah. no, but hold up. Don't say that because the na- Neighbors was a good film. I like Neighbors. Our Neighbors was bullshit. <laughs> Damn. I love it. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. We got a lot, lot to get into real quick. And we're going to spend maybe five minutes on it. And I'm not sure if we talked about this movie before, but Birdman. Uh, me and Tori actually went and mm. saw this yesterday. Uh oh. So real quick, give us your quick. Uh, well, we know where her art. Uh, right. <laughs> real quick, I didn't like it. Um, it just wasn't for me. I I don't know like where to, to even begin with this movie. Need I was more kinda... suppositories. <laughs> I was actually trying to stay up. Like I was dozing a little bit. Um, <laughs> I've never seen Michael Keaton um, in this type of movie before, so it's um, it's interesting um, in some parts. Don't get me wrong; it's it's not horrible, but uh, yeah, I felt a little uncomfortable and, and tortured a little bit to to watch it. And and um, but you know, I, I went to go support Michael and watching it, so right. that's what I did. All right, all right. Well. <laughs> Uh, Birdman to me I, I actually like the movie very much um, the acting I think is the big thing about this movie this is one of those kind of movies in my opinion where there's kind of like what they call Oscar bait oh yeah you know yeah. it's kind of made to be like okay we're going to really showcase the actors here uh, and it's shot in a very stylistic way a way that I loved and basically um, you know it's about an actor it almost kind of reminds me of Top 5 uh, it's an actor who I guess used to be an action hero. He was in Birdman movies, one through three, kind of like Iron Man or something. And now he wants to do sort of an art project and he wants to do this show on Broadway. So it's kind of dealing with that and, and he's kind of been an asshole in his life to his family and people around him or whatever. So it starts with him trying to put this play together to get it ready for the opening night. And uh, one of the main actors in the play with him ends up getting hurt. So he has to bow out and they bring in, I'm sorry, what's my guy's name? Ed Norton. And he comes in to play a different dude. And let me just say, and then that's how I want to say it's basically filmed. In my opinion, it's filmed as if it was kind of like a play in terms of it. It makes you think that the whole movie is almost in one shot. And you know, you can tell when it, cuts to the other shots or you know they play with time very funny but i enjoyed that i was like this is a very interesting way of looking at something where it just goes from one scene and you'll follow a person he'll walk down the stairs and it goes right into another one as if it just continually transitions on i thought that was hella dope um but the star of the show is michael keaton the dude put his ass on the line pause Like he did, he definitely, I mean, the acting in this is great. Ed Norton blows it away. There's two scenes where I think there's just makes the movie. One's between Ed Norton and Michael Keaton early on. It's just dope. And it's, to me, it's like when you see an actor pretending to act in a movie, it's interesting when you see that. To me, that would seem like it's very hard to do because you're kind of acting like you're terrible, but you're actually good. Uh, and then there's another scene uh, where Michael Keaton confronts this movie, uh, excuse me, a, uh, a critic. Uh, just, Uh-oh. Yeah, it, it was amazing. And, and and it's interesting to watch it as somebody who talks about stuff sometimes, and then but as a person who does stuff too. So it was this very interesting uh, conversation. But I really enjoyed the movie. I didn't like the end, excuse me, the ending, and it kind of goes into, excuse me, this kind of, you know, you don't know if it's magic 
or power stuff going on and I didn't really care for that but the tone of what it was about I did enjoy I can understand why people like this movie I can understand why people don't like it either because hmm. it's not the you know normal type of movie that you would see you know like I said it's an Oscar bait type of movie so it's not going to play how some of these other movies was but I, I did enjoy it so I just wanted to bring that out real quick because I'm not sure we reviewed it on the show or not Sean have you seen the movie? No, I skipped oh. the I know I, I skipped the screening to do the very first live podcast oh, juice well, forgive. show. So <laughs> I would I, <laughs> I would love for you to see this movie. Actually, I love all of you to see it because I think it's it needs to be seen for guys who like to watch movies. Yeah, go go watch it. And plus, we are we're geeked out type dudes, so you definitely got to watch it because it got that sort of element in it too. It's hmm. pretty funny. But all right, let's get this thing started top we're gonna start with movies first and i want to start with actually we're gonna flip it up. i want to start with your worst movies you saw this year or there might be some that were worse that you just didn't see <laughs> but we're gonna go around and uh let everybody give in their picks so i'm gonna start with sean all right sean what were the uh, worst movies of 2014 to you uh, okay i've got my list here so we'll start at the bottom work our way up to the top uh, number 10 was Into the Storm, a ridiculous uh, sci-fi channel movie made for the big screen. Uh, number 9 is If I Stay, another uh, ridiculous film uh, starring an actress I like, uh, uh, Chloe Grace Moritz. But this thing just went nowhere fast. Uh, number 8, Vampire Academy. The less said about that, the better. Uh, number 7, Labor Day. Another ridiculous, uh, weepy tearjerker that had with the actors that have absolutely no chemistry whatsoever. Uh, number six, Blended, at, with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. A there's nothing worse than sitting in a comedy for two hours and you do not laugh one time. Uh, number five, Transformers. Three hours of clanging, banging noise that I would never ever want to sit through again. Uh, number four, uh, Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. Again, the less said about that, the better. I just watched that the other day. That's funny. What, what did you think of it? Uh, it? It was better than I expected. It's a bad movie, but I, I actually enjoyed it because it wasn't as worse as I thought. Yeah. It was. Right. I, I liked the that they were. You know, they was in the barrio, so that was funny to me. That's what I didn't like about. It. <laughs> but <laughs> all right. look at that gooses. <laughs> At, at this point, that genre is is, is that who's going to walk around holding a camera while your right. friends and things are getting, you know, eat and all that kind of thing. Anyway. Real quick, I'll just throw in there, you know, the, since it's, it's Mexican people, right? And, but I say it's white Mexicans because yeah. no real Mexican cats would go to do all that shit they was doing. That's, that was right. white, white folks. Right. But anyway, right. All right. Number three, uh, Ride Along, the uh. most unoriginal this movie was devoid they didn't have an original thought what? in it oh. yes <laughs> yes okay uh number two uh the first film that i ever gave zero stars to uh the purge anarchy mm. uh, i know we went in on this one i i words cannot describe how much i hated this film but believe it or not there is a worse film than that the worst film of Ooh, 2015 it better not be what i think you're about to say <laughs> no, I know what you think I'm going to but no, it's the absolute worst film of 2015, Kevin Smith's Tusk. Okay. That was you a... You actually saw that? that? Yeah. That was a soul-crushing... 
experience. I, I, I am not kidding. That screening was over. I, I walked out and I really wanted to throw my notepad and throw my pen in the trash and say, you know what? I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> if this is what is entertainment these days, I, I can't do it. But fortunately, I saw something a week later that, that brought it back. We also, real quick, let's do the dishonorable mentions. These are the ones that almost made the cut. Uh, Brick Mansions, uh, Three Days to Kill, uh, Need for Speed, and Single Moms Club. <laughs> All right. Uh, Q-Storm. What's your worst movie, sir? Well, um, you, you'll like me because I, I only have three, so we're going to save time with me. Because I feel like I went through the whole list of all the movies released this year. I didn't see that many to begin with. And most movies are so either generic or bad. It's kind of hard to put them on a list. So I only put the ones on the list that really stood out as bad to me. And in no particular order, I'm going to start off with Lucy. <laughs> I thought that was just a lot of hocus pocus new age bullshit and <laughs> that's a great review right there and hocus pocus new age bullshit and it was basically Morgan Freeman playing the same characters in the last three films <laughs> yeah uh, second one was Amazing Spider-Man 2 mm. uh, it didn't it didn't cling to the comics very well it was a mis- it was just as bad as Amazing Spider-Man 3 uh, I'm sorry Sam Raimi's third Spider-Man because it Try to do too much with the plot, and I just didn't believe Peter Parker or Gwen Stacy and their characterizations. And the third one, I'm gonna take some heat from this, and I'm I'm ready to fight. Is uh, Gone Girl? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We fight. What? Yeah, yeah we, we got to yeah, fight. We gonna fight. We gonna fight. <laughs> you heard I'll tell, and I, I'll be brief. I have to believe. I, I, now I didn't read the book. Maybe the book provide some of these missing pieces for me. But for me to enjoy a film, the first thing I have to do is believe in the characters. I did not believe what this woman was doing at any point on screen. What? It, was, wow. it wasn't set up for me yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I just did everything she did after that. I, I, I wasn't sold whatsoever, so I could not enjoy the film. So, right. Okay, I, I I agree with you somewhat on uh well on Gone Girl. I think we said it in the review. Or I I enjoyed the first half so much better than the second half, but I still there's still enough in the second half to still give it a positive rating. I, I it was very close actually. It is. I'll go ahead and spoil it now. It is uh, one of my honorable mentions for for best film of the year. Uh, but I, I do understand some of your criticisms, though. But I still enjoyed it enough to to give it a pass. And as far as Lucy, I mean, <laughs> Lucy, I, I somewhat agree with you there as well. But Lucy was ridiculous from the start, and it was ridiculous at the end. So it's one of those things where it's it's hard to sustain ridiculousness for an hour and a half. But this film did it. So I kind of went with the spirit that it was supposed to be kind of over the top-ish with everything that she was able to do. I agree with you, though, totally. Morgan Freeman, at, every time you saw him on screen, you heard, you hear the word or you would hear cha-ching, cha-ching. All right. Well, real quick, real quick, because we want to move on. I See, I would, I would disagree with you in that Limitless, it started off the same way and it, made, and it got better as it went along. So Lucy started off pretty good and interesting to me, 
and it got worse as it went along. All right, let's go to Aunt Pooh. Um, I have to co-sign a tad bit with uh, Q on Lucy. Uh, that's definitely uh, my one of my dishonorable mention. Speaking I'm to your mic, partner. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucy's on my dishonorable mention. I only have six. I, 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 there were some bad, but none that warranted worst. Uh, number six is the interview, which could be higher, but the rest were just as bad. It was over overhyped, didn't deserve all the controversy, and just paint by numbers bullshit. Uh, number five, Godzilla. You can't get you can't give me a Godzilla movie with five minutes of Godzilla in it. Although that 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 whole blowing of the torch, the the, the blowing the fi- fire, that was kind of tight. Uh, number four, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mike, Michael Dean said it best. Uh, Caesar was a sucker, and he <laughs> and he was the, the the white people lover. He's he's that one that you leave out of the planning when you gonna overthrow Massa. He was Ti basically. Oh. <laughs> wow! Oh, and, and technically, it was a white woman he was trying to mm-hmm. trying to cupcake for. Mm. No shade. Uh, number two, Hunger Games, Mike and Jay. This wow. movie, this did not need to be a two part whatsoever. How, show, don't tell me, don't don't tell me we're getting bombarded and all we do is see you shaking. Show me some goddamn bombs going off, mm-hmm. something. And number one, Sony just can't get right. Amazing Spider Man two, you had. You had at least sixty to seventy percent of the of comicdom, and most of America think it. Amazing Spider-Man One was a good film. I had my problems with it, but overall it was good. And then you give me the turd that was the son of Spider-Man Three. That movie was horrible. And then you go, you go. How are you gonna show in the trailer uh, Rhino and Spider-Man about to get busy, and you cut? I'm sorry, about Watch. to throw down. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> about to throw down. And cut away like, ooh, this is going to be good. And then that's the end of the film. Fuck you, Sony. <laughs> can, can I, all right, can I ask or just what, other than the ending of Hunger Games, what, what else did you have a problem with with that? I mean, it, it wasn't as good as the first two, it but was certainly two, not It worse. was two hours of exposition and telling. They were just they were they were the ultimate snitchers. That's all they did. Was it was telling on everybody. They didn't went there. They didn't did that. They doing this here. That's all they was doing was snitching. I'm like, well, can you show us anything? Even when they was breaking out the people from the Capitol, we couldn't even see that. That was my problem. You didn't show us any action. I understand that the, 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 I, I'm fine with the Hunger Games. There's not being a Hunger Games in a film called The Hunger Games. But can we get some action? And her shooting one arrow and taking down the airplane. And I'm sorry. I had I had no problems with that. But just that. That's it. That's the most action we got. No. The movie sucked. Oh. And on top of that, they like I said before, they managed to make Jennifer Lawrence a bad actress and look bad. How is that possible? That's a fine well, woman. You don't make her look horrible. Okay, I think we we address, well, I don't want to maybe retread, but we address that. That's the character. She's playing a character. She's not supposed to be hot in the movie. She looks hot in the first two movies <laughs> because she was dressed up. She's in this one. She's at the there was a district thirteen. Everybody wears the same drab. You know, uniform. Even Effie, who's always wearing the colorful outfits, she's wearing the same drab gray stuff. 
that that's the character. She's not Jennifer Lawrence in the movie. She's playing a character. All right. So her, her looks have nothing to do with it. So, all right, all right. Gotta uh, defend it. <laughs> was that all your list there, Ampoo? Yeah. Ampoo. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Uh, Big Sexy, did you have any worst movies of 2014? I don't know. So I only have two more that I'd like to add to the list. A Million Ways to Die in the West. Okay. You know, I expected a lot more from Seth MacFarlane, but this was some, you know, again, I don't want to go back to Seth Rogen, but with Seth MacFarlane, you know what you're going to get. And in this one, I didn't even get that. I just felt ripped off, and I'm glad I didn't pay for it, and I'll just leave it. Um, but for me, also, I thought some bullshit, and I generally do not like Adam Sandler, but I gave a shot. Uh, big Sexy, we're going to pause on you for a second, if you can hear me, sir. I'm going to hold no, off on you. Your your connection is getting really bad, and we can only make out a few words. I'm sorry. So we'll, we'll come back. We're going to come back to you. Uh, Tori. What is your worst movies of 2014? Um, I don't really think I have a list, so to say. Um, I try to find something that, that I like in every movie. Um, so for me, uh, I would say Let's Be Cops. Um, that was very that was not appealing to me. Um, Left Behind. I like to watch spiritual movies, and that one was horrible um, with Nicolas Cage. It was just pretty much a remake of um, The Left Behind, um, and that was pretty bad. Uh, And I also wanted to mention this one. I don't know if I can say anything about it because I haven't actually watched it. I've seen, like, all the trailers, but that stupid-ass doll, Annabelle, I'm confused (laughs) why they will make a movie a scary movie about a doll pretty much running a house and trying to kill everybody so i just i'm confused i well I, that was it, horrible it, the, the trailers it, it, it wasn't it, well it wasn't the the doll wasn't doing the killing that it was like a spirit it, did you ever see the conjuring i yeah i think i would yeah i've seen that mm-hmm. yeah the the annabelle's at the beginning of, of that so the, basically it it's a prequel of how she got, how the doll got the supernatural powers. So it's 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 it was decent. It, it wasn't the wasn't the best horror movie I've seen, but it's definitely uh, it does it did have a few moments. Um, it kind of weird for me uh, when uh, I was at the screening when I got the call that my my grandmother had passed, so I didn't get to review it. And my of course my mind wasn't really focused on the film, but from what I remember, it, it did have its moments. So it's not that bad. Okay. What about what about Chucky? Did you like that doll? Um, me? Are you asking me? I I like the um, Chucky movies. Yeah, I enjoy those. Not the last one though. The last one was so horrible. I just was really upset with myself that I wasted it. What an hour and a half of my life that I cannot get back um, watching that piece of shit. I I just don't know who did it, and it was horrible. And they should be hung and everything else. But yeah, so that that's just um, it for me. Um, again, I don't really have any worse. I try to find something good in every movie. So, all right, yeah, all right. Uh, Big sexy, are you back? Yeah, I just sent you a message. I'm getting terrible coverage here in the office. I'm going to zip out. I'll be back in like 15 minutes. All right, no problem. I'm going to give my uh, quick worst. So I don't have these in any order. Uh, first is Thirteen Sins. Uh, this is a movie I watched on Netflix. 
uh, what was this? The, the guys has to do these thirteen things, and he keeps getting money for everything he does, and he just gets he, the the things they ask him to do are worse and worse each time. And somebody on the phone that's calling him and seems to find him no matter where he is, and says, "Okay, go do this. Go slap that kid over there, and you get ten thousand or something." It's, uh, <laughs> I remember that freaking ridiculous. Well, that sounds intriguing. Well, it does sound intriguing, but trust me, your brain will just hurt you and shut down because you're. Okay. Like, I liked I'll, it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you said you liked that movie. I, Come I on, did. Oh, okay, that's it. When I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just leave it at that. You liked it. All right. Um, ride along. Yeah. Mu- much props to Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. You know, get your money. But that movie was whack. That's all I got. Transformers Four horrible uh as a guy who loves to watch just action dumb action that was dumber's dumb action like it was uh (laughs) mind numbing there was no suspense no tension it's just scene after scene you don't care can i cut like can i make a statement the only reason why transformers did not make my list is that i refuse to pay good money to see it i can i can respect that yeah yeah. i'm a sucker unfortunately i will continue to watch them i don't know why but anyway just go hate (laughs) yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, somebody mentioned this Purge Two. Yep. Yeah, that was a that was a, a failure. That the premise of that movie of that universe is so great. I wish somebody real would direct a great movie in that genre. I thought your review when you reviewed it, I thought you liked it. I think I said it was okay, but after further review, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just it's just disappointing. It's 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 not what it should be. Like I said, I really love the premise of it, but it just doesn't follow through enough. They, they- they got it right as far as doing an actual purge, you know, taking not taking it outside the streets right. rather than an house. Now maybe the third movie they can get a good story and good characters along with the premise. All right, uh, three days to kill, horrible. Hey. Uh, what was this? What's the guy's name? I'm sorry, Costner? Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Man, I, I see you want to do like the Taken style movies. You know, <laughs> he wants to get into the wrong one genre, genre, but that's not the movie, man. It wasn't working. Uh, Lucy again for everything everybody you need, else. You need to trademark that. The wrong, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucy, I wanted to like this so bad, and I agree with Q Storm. It starts out very interesting, and then it just goes ridiculous. It makes no sense. Uh, Les- that was, that's what was fun about it, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get it, man. I couldn't get into it. Let's be cops. <sighs> that's that was that was just dumb, dumb. Lastly, uh, no good deed. Uh, oh, I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, don't bother. Uh, I like the people that's in it. Again, shout out to Idris Elba and what's their name? Taraji. Taraji. But yeah, man, that wasn't really that good. Uh, just didn't didn't like it. Um, so those are my worst um, ones. So we're going to get into the best movies of 2004. And I'm going to do mine real quick. But I'm going to give quickly my guilty pleasures. So these are not in my top, but I just have to mention them. Uh, first one would be, uh, and it's not a good movie per se, but Robocop. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I did like watching that. Uh, I, I watched it a second time and I was kind of like, eh, but I just like Robocop, so that's probably why I was like, ah, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, watch the original. Yeah. Uh, I did like this movie, Snowpiercer. It, oh, it wasn't in my, it wasn't in my, sorry, go ahead. I forgot about that one. I was, was that the one you? Thought I was gonna be my my worst. Fight. Yes, and I was really gonna have some problems. 
I like this movie. I have to watch it again. It is now on Netflix, so I will do that. But I did enjoy going seeing it at the movies because I didn't know what to expect. And it was very interesting to watch it because I was like, wow, this is different ideas. And some of the visuals are really cool. Um, another guilty pleasure, uh, John Wick. Uh, wrong one, movie wrong of the one. year. Yep. I've seen it twice. IMAX, uh, uh, just great fun action. And lastly, uh, the movie Exists. Uh, I believe this is by the guy who did the original Born Witch movie. Blur, Blur what do they call it? Blair Blair Witch. Blair Project. Witch. Uh, this one involves, it's shot in that same style, but this one is about these uh, teenagers or young adults go out camping or something, and they end up uh, mistakenly running over a Bigfoot. And, and killing it <laughs> I know right and they run over a Bigfoot and Bigfoot's lover the guy version of Bigfoot you know he's, he's mourning the death of the female Bigfoot and he wants revenge it's a revenge movie but it's Bigfoot going out for revenge I love this movie yes. didn't they do this movie like 10 years ago with the black tall actor playing Bigfoot I forget what the <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Harry and the Hendersons, the other direction. <laughs> this movie is action-packed. It is hilarious. It's somewhat scary because Tori watches. She was scared. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was a good movie. I was, It was one of those Amazon instant type movies, so I had never heard of it. Right next to uh, now you're gonna get recommendations for Sharknado. Yeah, Sharknado <laughs> too. <laughs> you're exactly true, but it's actually a, a good movie for the genre. I was like, wow, this is freaking excellent. Why is this not? I don't know if it came out in theaters, but it was a great, probably. great movie. Um, I would guess probably not. <laughs> well, I would if you like that type of stuff, you know, the found footage. It's no. a well done. It's a well done horror movie. It's funny, you know, like the, they got the black guy. And there's a part where he just says, F it, and just hilarious. There's the chase scene. It's Chewbacca goes, runs amok. It's, it's hilarious. I, I think the, the found footage genre has played itself at this point. Okay. Uh, all right, my top movies, real quick. Here we go. And these aren't necessarily in any order. Uh, because I just saw this yesterday, I, but I did really like it, I'm going to put Birdman Ugh. in there. I, I loved the movie. Mm. Uh, next is Get On Up, the James Brown uh, m- movie. I thought, uh, what's my guy's name? Bo- Boswick? Chad Chadwick. Chadwick. Excellent freaking job, man. He fucking was. James Brown amazed me. I didn't think you could do it. Love that guy. He, he killed that movie. Uh, next up, this is another movie that I'm sure people would not expect, but I loved it. Sabotage. With, oh, I love, uh, oh, yeah. with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger it's on actually on Netflix now that's I love those types of movies it's by the same guy I believe who wrote uh, Training Day yeah. um, uh, what's the one that just came out last year or a couple years ago with the two cops in, End in, of Watch End of Watch uh, the one with Keanu Reeves I can't remember what it's called uh, oh ooh, I know that one yeah Common Street, Street Kings Street Kings I love that real hardcore L.A. cop movies. That's what he does. And and, uh, Sabotage, just brutal, brutal type movie. Co-signed that. That that was a great film. All right. Uh, Next up would be The Raid 2. Um, I've seen that twice. Action movie of the year. Blows any other action movie out of the ballpark. And I mean any other. This this was uh, the Kung Fu Martial Arts Fest mixed in with um, Scarface. 
mixed in with what's the movie with um Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, and uh I think DiCaprio's in it. What's that? The Party. Oh, the, the party. Yeah, it's yeah. and it has the Departed in it. Badass movie. You have to see the Raid too. Even if you haven't seen the first one, you don't have to see the first one. Dope ass movie and all real. Done for real. Better oh, whoa, let me better action than John Wick? Blows that out of the water. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I, I, it, it sort of came out around the same time as the Winter Soldier. And as dope as the Winter Soldier is, they are not fucking with <laughs> stuff from yeah. the Raid 2. It's All right. I'm going to I'm gonna have to add that to the list because I, I didn't have an interest in seeing it. But, it's a oh. movie that starts with a guy sitting in a toilet in the bathroom and half the damn inmates is trying to bust the door and to get his ass. That's when, and he comes out whooping that ass. That's a movie when they do that. <laughs> You know, you in, you in for some shit. Oh, you, you, literally. you've now sold me, so. Yeah. If you're, in, if you're into that genre. <laughs> no, I, I like the I'm first just... raid. I like the first raid. Oh, so then I... you'll love this. Okay, me. all right, cool. Okay, Mike, you, you, you got me to watch Babylon AD. I, I did? Check... Why you keep bringing I would check, check you out on this wait, one. Wait, 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 let me stop the show for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hyped up Babylon AD. I seen it when we first started. When I first started becoming a part of the podcast, I remember. I hated you know, that movie. I, why do I think you? Why do I always remember you loving that movie? Nah, man, I was pissed when I saw that. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Uh, Gone Girl, I loved it. As I said in my review, great movie. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise. Cosine. Uh, I really like that one as well. Excellent movie. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I love that movie again. I saw it a couple times in the theater. I own the movie now. What Mar- was that movie? Guardians was of the Galaxy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel did their thing. I give them credit. All right, last three. Uh, last three? Yeah, I'm doing 10. Oh, damn, last three? <laughs> <laughs> it, that was his time. Hurry up, Nick. All right, <laughs> X-Men Days of Futures Past. What? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I well, love you, you. You didn't have to do the last three. If that's what you're gonna start with, that's all right. Hey, <laughs> I like the movie. I I enjoy it. I've seen it a couple times. I thought it was. I can say now for me is the it was the best for me X Men movie, and I thought it was a great way how they brought it all together. And I can't wait to see what they go forward with this. I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, number two, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, Marvel once again killed it. Uh, to me, I really love this movie because. The first Captain America was it was all right. It's like okay, but that's, when he, and then when he was in the Avengers, that's when they brought that character to really what it's supposed to be. He was like, oh, he was kick ass in this movie. God damn! And so when they come with this one, they blow up to me. They blew expectations away. I was like, damn, this is just a badass movie. Plus they got the superheroes, one soldier, uh, the Falcon, Scarlet Witch. The Scarlet Witch. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there is no such character, Scarlet Witch. Maybe there's, but um, what's her name? Black Widow. Uh, right, Black Cred, Widow. Black, I said Black Widow. I got uh, Cred revoked. <laughs> there is but, a Scarlet Witch. Oh, there, sorry. I might take take a dock off. Damn, uh, even I knew that. Damn. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 but Captain America: Winter Soldier, excellent, excellent movie. Okay, Mike. Wait, wait. Now, Go ahead. You don't put Captain America. You already said Captain America two, mm-hmm. Edge of Tomorrow, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think you're gonna piss me the fuck off with your number one. I, I gotta. Hey, <laughs> I just may, but it was. I will say this probably was the top movie for me. I think because these weren't in any order necessarily, 
but Interstellar. Oh, I, I love that movie. I've seen it twice. Uh, I'm not normally a big Christopher Nolan dude, but for me, the subject matter, the space stuff, the father daughter stuff, I loved it absolutely. And it's not a perfect movie, but I felt something emotionally when I saw that, and I thought it was action packed and it was thought provoking to me. So I loved it. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I don't agree that it was should go to, at number one, but I'm not mad at you. Uh, that to me, that's your version of my liking. The Dark Knight Rises over the Dark Knight. Okay, uh, we all good. You good with me? Uh, both. <laughs> I'm gonna just go out on a limb and be that guy and say you're both wrong. But you know, <laughs> all right, so there you go, um, Tori. Yes, um, I just have a few, um, and they are not in any order. I tend to gravitate towards spiritual movies, and I don't, I don't huh? Was that something? <laughs> I heard some grunts and moans back there. Um, I don't know if anybody even watched these type of movies except for me, but I really enjoyed Heaven is for Real. Um, I, I saw that one. Okay, did you enjoy it? Um, yes and no. I, I didn't, here's what I didn't like about it. I didn't like that we actually saw what Jesus looks like, or at least the kids' interpretation of what Jesus and, and God looks like. I think that should have been left to the audience's imagination because there's different interpretations of what he looks like. So, in a sense, if we were to believe that he actually did see the deity, then that's what he looks like. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. And um, wait, I have a question. <laughs> what did Jesus and God look like in that movie? I'll take the, a guess. <laughs> the, your your typical uh, depiction of him. Alrighty, is I'll leave it at that. White Jesus. Oh wow. Okay. Um. So moving along. Um. The other movie that I really enjoy, which of course has a, a strong spiritual. Um, vibe in it is god is not dead did anybody see that did not see that one okay so i'm the only one um it pretty much just goes over um a college professor uh getting his students to pretty much sign a paper saying that you know um they didn't believe in in god and you know pretty much signing an atheist contract uh so they can skip a whole section and this this other student, of course, didn't want to sign it. And um, so it was a fight between the, the professor and the student. It was pretty good. It ended pretty sadly. But, yeah, so I like that one. I, I know somebody who saw that. Who? Mr. Chester. Who's that? <laughs> he knows who he is. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. Okay. It's real mature, Michael Dean. Wow. Hey, you're in, yeah. Okay, so the other one... Um, that I, I really enjoyed was the James Brown movie, Get On Up. And when Jill Scott flew down them stairs, I was like, wow, really? It, that really um, grabbed my attention. The whole movie was good, but that was just a very interesting, help me. <laughs> interesting part. Um, and then, of course, since I'm a woman, I, I definitely have to end with love because I love love. And I really enjoyed the fault in our stars did anybody see that yes and i will save that discussion for a few <laughs> more minutes okay um i enjoy that because i again i love love and i love love stories and 
you know, it was a really good love story. Wait, wait, a, wait, wait. Huh? Didn't we watch this movie together? We sure did. I thought you didn't like it. No, you didn't like it. <laughs> okay, so one you were like, ah. getting back to what I was saying, um, it was really good. You know, uh, pretty much a love story, a sad ending, but um, it, it it touched me in a lot of uh, areas, and so I really enjoyed it. And that is my top movies. Who's next? All right, uh, big sexy, are you back? No. All right, let's go to um, uh, Aunt Pooh. All right, so I'll start with my uh, honor, uh, guilty pressures, honorable mentions. Uh, pressure. Days of Future. <laughs> no, go ahead. Do your pressures. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be drunk in about two hours, so I'm, I'm, I'm already get drunk, all this. <laughs> Shout out all to right. Bud Light Margarita. Hold me down. Go ahead. All right, my guilty pleasures are Interstellar. I gotta admit, even the science and just the look of that film, definitely. Days Wait, Future's you just did you just dog Mike for having all his best? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said guilty pleasure. That ain't the best movie. Wow. But there's a whole lot wrong with that film. That, okay. that, the, the they decided to build the fifth dimension in that little girl's uh, uh, bookcase. Come on now, come on now. Even M Night M Night Shyamalan is uh, somewhere going. That's some bull. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, only a Negro would criticize another black man <laughs> and then pick it on his list. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I said guilty pleasure, honorable mention, just aesthetically. Okay, I, I can I go with brother. that? I got your brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Days of, moving on. X Men: Days of Futures Past. Then Big Hero 6, I just saw it a couple of days ago. I saw the ending coming a mile away with uh, Baymax. Uh, I was, the moment they went into that war point, I was like, that robot ain't coming back. I can already see that. Okay. Spoiler. I know, right? it, you don't need, nobody on here is going to want to see it. I do. You haven't seen it yet? No, I probably don't need to now. Thank you. And you, and you do know we have an audience that also listens to the show as well, not just us. No. no, no. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, those are my type of and uh my my i'm sorry my honorable mentions my best are the lego movie that movie is dope i like that and one I, I can't wait for the batman lego movie everything about that was awesome it was cute it was fun it, you could just lose you didn't have to think too hard about everything it was just a good movie <laughs> so that's there I know I'm probably going to shock a lot of people, but damn it, this is my list. <laughs> Think Like a Man 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is the best movies? Oof. Yes. Yes. Mercy. I enjoyed Mercy. it. I enjoyed that movie. Only thing that I'm mad about with that movie is the ending where they didn't resolve Kevin Hart's uh, uh, dilemma with his wife, Gail, played by Wendy Williams. Because everybody else, and okay, there was at the end where they decided to go to the Medea route where they tie up everything with a an impassioned speech in the last 10 minutes but other than that I thought it was a funny movie from damn y'all dropped off it's not that serious <laughs> no. <laughs> go ahead man what oh no I, no I heard well, somebody dropped off I was like dang I was gonna co-sign I, well I'll say this <laughs> I will say this the, the film has the single funniest scene of the year and that is the impromptu poison music video okay. that had me dying from 
from when it started until it end. That was inspired filmmaking. It makes no sense in the context of the movie, <laughs> but it is funny as hell. Downright, this, this the funniest scene of the year, without a doubt. Is that a that wasn't Tyler Perry? No, no, it wasn't. no, no. That's Tyler Perry needs to find whoever wrote this script and mm-hmm. say you're hired forever because it's clear. They, they, Whoever wrote that script needs to be working for Tyler Perry because they took black situations and black characters and gave them normal funny stuff to do. Not that um, overly contrived, this appeal to the lowest common denominator within the hood. Uh, I'm, number th- I'm the Ebonics translator. That meant contrived. <laughs> you know, whatever, Q. <laughs> it never should have gave you Negroes education. <laughs> Uh, number three, Gone Girl. I, I don't. I, I still don't see when it got to the halfway point. And it was the big revelation, spoiler about what was going on with Ben Affleck's wife. I, the movie kept getting bigger. At the at the halfway point, I said the moral of the story is before you move, before you upgrade to a new chick, make sure you leave your wife and the divorce papers are finaled are finalized. At the end of the movie, my the, I said the moral of the story is women. If you ever want your Tori, can you go on mute? I'm not doing bring it. Just bring it. Uh, women, if you ever want your man to act right, frame his ass for murder. He'll act right. Because at the end of that movie, Ben Affleck was, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Where you going? You need? Okay. Okay. <laughs> that movie had me. I was in suspense. I, I cared about everything. I was going, oh, hell no. A lot of the time. And at the end of the time, I was just like, God damn, that shit. I'm just saying she's the best female villain character uh, plotting revenge since uh, Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. I totally agree. She she was on point and uh, gave a lot of women pointers out there, might I add. You took your, you <laughs> took your woman to see that, Mike? Yeah, it was great. It's actually a, to me, it's, it's, it's actually a good date movie to me, actually. Yeah, all right. I'm just I'm saying. If you ever, uh, if she ever come up missing, I'll be like, "Yeah, she told you not to take her. She's trying to get you a check." On. All right. Uh, the last two, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, Mike uh, condensed everything that I've said. It's a great movie. Uh, not a, not only is it a great comic book movie, it was a great political thriller that worked in the context of Marvel's universe. And number one, Guardians of the Galaxy, the best Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. That's not a knock in any way. It just does with, uh, it really um, pays homage. Is that what I'm saying that right, Q? To, to George. You're good enough. That's good enough. <laughs> to George Lucas's franchise. And it's just a fun movie. I can see, I don't see too many faults with that film whatsoever. And it's my best uh, pick for the year. All right, all right. Hugh Storm, you are up, sir. All right, I'm going to run through these real quick. Um, well, as quick as I can. Uh, no, I, my top, I can give you a top three, no problem. After that, it's going to fall into kind of like the last two and then honorable mentions, which should be replaced or supplaced or supplanted or whatever. But my favorite movie, top movie of this year, probably last year, year before that, year before that, Captain America Winter Soldier. One one of the best films I had the pleasure of seeing for quite a long time. And the fact that it's I think it I hope it doesn't go down in history as being maligned uh, as uh, or being diminished as just being a superhero movie because that was one of the best spy, you know, three days of the condor type of films I've I've seen in quite a while. 
second one is Edge of Tomorrow. <clears throat> uh, I'm a Tom Cruise fan. I, I know he's crazy off screen, but when he's on screen, he delivers the goods. He delivered it here. And Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, like Ampu said, I wouldn't say it was one of the best Star Wars films since Empire Strikes Back, but it was just a fun movie. Uh, now, the next two are interchangeable with my honorable mentions, but I'll just throw them out there. I'll say Equalizer. It was oh, a little, yeah. it got a little crazy after a while. Uh, at, at, after a certain time, it got a little unbelievable, but Denzel Washington is just a consummate actor. And Nightcrawler. Um, I'm kind of in that line of work, so I, I, I brought something to the table when I saw it. And I love the way it kept building up the suspense and how this guy was just playing people around him. I thought it was good. But you can you can switch those two for my honorable mentions. And the first one I'll say is Get On Up. That that film would have been on the top five if not for the fact that the director, whose name I forget, uh, the way he shot it, the structure of it, just made it such a jumbled mess. Cosine. Um, <clears throat> that is not on my top five. But it gets an honorable mention for one person only. And he is on my list of breakthrough performances. That's Chadwick Boseman. Uh, the other three I have on my honorable mentions, John Wick, Interstellar, and Snowpiercer. I just added that because Mike reminded me that I saw that. Uh, my biggest surprise film that I w went in hating, but my son made me take him. Mm -hmm. And I walked out thinking, oh, my God, I actually like that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hmm. <laughs> I can't CQ. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it, too, so... Yeah, yeah, I got some back. good parts in that movie. I, I, but see, you're not a geek, uh, Sean, so it doesn't count. Okay. Neither does it wow. But Q, <laughs> come, come on, man. Come on. I hate the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I went in. It's a property. I don't understand the appeal of it. I, it doesn't make it make no sense. And I liked it. I, I have to admit, I wouldn't go buy the DVD, but I would watch it again. And this, this is my category for looking looking forward to his next film, finally. And that is Chris Rock. Even though Top 5 wasn't in my Top 5, it showed that Chris Rock actually has some potential if he, you know, hones his chops a little bit as an actor and a director. Yeah, it only took him 24 years. Okay. <laughs> and my second breakthrough performance, the first was Chad Bozeman. My second... Sean, you'll probably recognize the name is uh I think it's pronounced Reese Ahmed. He played the uh he played the guy who teamed up with Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And real quick, my biggest disappointment of the year, without a doubt, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. It was just another ape ape versus human in the twenty first century film i want to see an actual planet of apes that's just me all right uh q excuse me big sexy you're back yes yes i had to leave the uh the office the the wi-fi there was obviously not working properly and i zipped back to the to the headquarters and i'm back in what did i miss so uh quickly can you give us your worst movies again oh geez um <clears throat> I had forgotten, actually, but I know the worst movie by far was Tammy. Uh, I, am, well, I, am, I like that one. Oh, come on. <laughs> I like um, Melissa McCarthy. She, she's funny to me. No, Melissa McCarthy, you know, is trying to be Lucille Ball and failing miserably. You know, she's got one trick, 
and it's very, very played out. And I just was so not impressed. You know, a close second was blended because, hey, <laughs> you know, Adam Sandler, dude, man, give it a rest. I don't know how this guy's getting work. You know, I just don't see the appeal. And those two really just stunk, you know, stunk out the words for me. Other than Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Two, which I hated on a whole visceral level <laughs> because there are just so many things wrong with it. You know, and I've said this before, I think the superhero genre or geek genre, it's it's getting to a point where they just need to blow it all up because just because there's like a Batman Begins doesn't mean they're all going to be Batman Begins or Captain America 2. A lot of these movies are just not good and this is one of them. All right, what was your favorite movies of uh, 2014? Well, I didn't see a lot of films this year, but I really liked The Equalizer. Okay. You know, because I think I came back in the conversation and Sean was talking about it. Uh, and earlier you guys had reviewed it and compared that character to The Punisher. And I think this guy was a little cooler than The Punisher because he just was not having it. You know, and he and at the beginning of the film, he gave the guys nine eight hundred dollars. He said, "Look, I'm going to buy the Russian girl's freedom. I'm going to walk it away, play the player, let it go." And they told him to kick rocks. He's like, "Okay, we do it the hard way." And then from that point on, it was just butts being kicked all over the city. Uh, I did enjoy Gone Girl until the end. What? Yeah. Until the end. The ending is decisive. You know, it's- the ending was was bullshit. You know, uh, <laughs> I bet Tori liked it though. I loved it. No, you didn't. I, no. Yes, no, she, she loved it and got the man under her thumb. Hmm? Yeah, I took some notes. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, Mike. <laughs> this is being recorded, you know. Okay. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think, Mike, you need to stop taking a woman to movies. Personally, <laughs> you got bad sense, wow. dude. <laughs> You know, also, actually, something else that kind of disappointed me was uh, the Tom Cruise film, Tomorrow Never Dies or something like that. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That was, that was bullshit. Now it's called Live, Die, Repeat. They should call it Live, Die, Groundhog Day. Because <laughs> it was, really? Oh, I'm going to die and I'll come right back. Oh, it, it just started, it started off interesting, and then all the repeated death and death and reboot and reboot. No. What made it? Same. That's what made it. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. That's what made it fun. That's the whole point of the movie. I saw that in Groundhog Day. Didn't care for it here. Uh, <laughs> don't you ah me? <laughs> so right. we, need, we, and we need to do this for another show. I need to know what is you your you guys' problem with the ending of Gone Girl. Yeah, we'll save it too. for another show. That it. I I will say is it's one of those endings you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. Here's a, here's a problem. First degree murder, and she gets away with it. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, if you have, if that's all of your movies, Mark. Yeah, that's it. Okay, we're gonna go over to Sean Hill. Sean, give us your top movies. All Take right, here, here we go. Uh, number ten, uh, and Tori, you might like this one because it's kind of a spiritual movie. It's called. Uh, it's a comedy called Mom's Night Out. Uh, it's, it is a hilarious, hilarious film. I actually watched it and I laughed so much and I thought maybe maybe I'm in a good mood. And I watched like a week later 
and I was still laughing my ass off. It's a, it's a great film. The only thing, the only thing about it, it kind of shoehorns its spiritual message in there. Uh, it's not uh, cohesive with the rest of the film, but that's it, it's still a funny film, very funny. So see it if you haven't already. Uh, number nine, uh, A Walk Among the Tombstones. Ah, uh, oh, yes, we just watched this the other day. Yeah, first yeah. time. Yeah, uh, Liam Neeson. It's not Taken, so it's it's definitely the polar opposite of Taken. It's more, I think it owes more to seventies kind of those seventies hard boiled kind of movies. Uh, you know, uh, Kojak, uh, Beretta, that kind of thing, where it's more legwork than anything else. Some great characters in there. Really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, number eight, kind of the we've gone over this one, a little controversial one, Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, I. I Agree with everybody else who gives faults to it for the convoluted story, but the visuals and the technical achievement alone uh, for me was enough to uh, find it very entertaining. Uh, Number seven, sorry, big sexy, Edge of Tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Cruise proves yet again that he is one of our last true movie stars, a guy that could just knows the screen, knows the camera, the camera loves him and loves him and we love him back for it. Uh, number six, and I guess this one shouldn't be on my list according to Ant Poo since I'm not a geek. Uh, Captain America 2. Uh, not only a good comic book movie, but a just a good action movie altogether with uh, one of the best, if not the best villain uh, of the year. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed the lack of CGI in this one. Mostly uh, practical effects. Number five, The Equalizer. Denzel proves once again that he is the best actor working today. Mm-hmm. Uh, good action, good story. Only um, my only regret, I wish uh, my girl Chloe was in it a little bit more, but I know it wasn't her movie. But uh, Number four, Nightcrawler. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is my man. I love him. Uh, this he If he doesn't get an Oscar nomination, I would be deeply disappointed uh this is a tour de force uh, performance for him and again good story and like uh, q storm said it actually gets very suspenseful uh, at the end of the movie and with some sequences and you're since you're actually caring about the characters it it helps build that suspense even more all right number three tori default in our stars yay <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that I got misty-eyed in the film. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) I said I would neither confirm nor deny it. That's a confirmation. (laughs) It is. Did I hear someone say simp? Go ahead, Q. I said, did I hear someone say simp? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. Uh, hopefully, Tori, can I, can I get some backup? <laughs> um, this was actually a really not good movie. Um, yeah, keep going. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a really... I didn't want to see it. I only, the only reason why I actually uh, was kind of... I, I like um, I like Shailene Woodley. Uh, but this is a great love story. Uh, I won't uh, spoil it as far as... It does deal with death, but I won't say who dies in it. Um, really good performances, good story. The only parts that I did not like concerned the Willem, Willem Dafoe character and little subplot involving that. But other than that, this is a great, great, great film. Guys, see it with your girl. You'll yes. thank me later. Yes. Uh, number two, and this also will kind of fall into my breakthrough performance, uh, a little little scene film called Joe. Did any, anybody see that one? No. 
This is uh, Nicolas Cage, who he gets my award for the breakthrough performance of the year because for once, he's not relying on being Nicolas Cage to play a character. Uh, he plays a uh, kind of a he's a southern guy. He owns a tree cutting company and he's got this dark past. Almost kind of like he's the wrong one a little bit too now that I think about it. Uh, it's a fantastic character study. If, if you haven't seen it, seek it out. It's really good. Nick, Nicholas Cage gets one of the best performances of his career in this one. So he, he proves that he can act without being over the top. And the number one film of the year for me, this is a film that I saw back in March, and I even said, I don't think I'm going to see a better movie. Uh, John Favreau's Chef. And really? I, yes. I loved, the, I loved every second of this movie. This movie had me just a smile on my face the entire time. Uh, it's got a great story. It's got a great soundtrack. And this is rare for me. I actually went and bought the soundtrack after I got out of the movie. I love the music in it that much. Uh, John Favreau is a very good director. Again, if you guys haven't seen that one, I, I, I can't recommend that one more uh, enough. It is, it is just a fantastic film. It, and he also gets some of his superhero uh, uh, friends to join him. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's in it. Robert uh, Downey Jr. is in it. Uh, so uh, definitely check it out. It, it, it's a great film. It is the best film of the year, in my opinion. Let me also real quick just give my honorable mentions real quick. Uh, Gone Girl, very close to making the top ten. Uh, John Wick, very close to making the top ten. But I think the Equalizer uh, just edges it out a little bit. Uh, St. Vincent um, with Bill Murray and... Uh, sorry, uh, Big Sexy, Melissa McCarthy, but she proves that she can act and she can play a she can play a decent character that's not doing Pratt Falls and that kind of stuff. So, and if you like Bill Murray, he he was already nominated for a Golden Globe. I'm predicting he'll get nominated for an Oscar as well. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's another one that was very very close to being in the top ten. I came to it late. I saw it after all the hype. But I got to say, it lived up to the hype. I loved it. Great soundtrack. Uh, my favorite part of it was the end uh, with the group dancing to I Want You Back. That is that is one of the funniest scenes of the year also. And this is why your geek cred is, hasn't been granted to you. I got to agree. Honorable well, mention. It, it's an honorable mention. I'm mentioning it. I, 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 I thought you were talking about his, his uh, geek career because he liked the scene with that dumbass tree dancing. That's what I thought. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was funny as hell. I hated that. Uh, and then, and then a, a film that I wanted to put on my top ten, but I, I think I'm a little too close to the subject matter, uh, the Roger Ebert documentary, Life Itself. Uh, it, it's a great, great film and a great document of basically his last days. We We – basically see him dying on, on camera, which is, is a tough thing to watch, but it, it's a definite, a, a fascinating portrait of his life and not, not just the Siskel and Ebert and, you know, years, whatever, but his entire life. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, but also again, I, I'm a little, little biased cause I am close to, to the subject matter cause he's always been a, been a hero of mine. So, so there you go. There's the, my top 10 and the, in the honorable mentions of the year. And uh, uh -huh. oh, 
uh, Mike and uh, Q. I'm going to give you guys one last opportunity to sway me on Snowpiercer, and Mike, I'm going to give you an opportunity to sway me on Maze Runner. Go for it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I can say on Maze Runner, you know, I, I've seen it twice now. Uh, it's just, it's better. It's in that sort of a Hunger Games sort of genre. And for me, I wasn't expecting much when I saw it. So I think it's, and I think it's better than Hunger Games, in my opinion. Uh, again, it's out there in terms of what's going on. You know, there's these mechanical things and stuff. But I enjoyed the movie. You know, it just what appears it I, yeah, it just appears I missed the boat on that one. A lot of people are, are liking it, and I'm like, eh, lukewarm. And then Snowpiercer, I am the only <laughs> yeah, you... per- person out there that that just despises that movie with a passion. So I. Yeah, I don't get the despising part because it's not a bad movie. It's just very interesting. It's, it's different. I mean, I just, if, if if you can read, if you can read into the uh, metaphorical aspects of it, if you know, if it's, 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 to me, it's no different than Dante Alighieri. It's no different from any of his writings. I mean, it, it the concept to me is an, when I first heard the concept, humanity stuck on a train going around the world, going around the world. I've never heard of that. It sounds outlandish and crazy. I must see it. And Chris Evans in it. He's killing it. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Octavia Spencer's in it. Mm-hmm. Ed Harris is in it. Well, that that's the, that's only, the only good part. Oh, that was the saving grace. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Hey, re- hey, Mike, real quick. Anybody see Foxcatcher? I wanted to no, see that no. one, too. Never heard of I haven't it. seen that one. No. Oh, what's, that? what's that about? It's the Steve Carell is in it. He from the office. He's playing a uh, John Dupont, a, a kind of crazy. He an actual person, uh, who who's lives not too far from where I am right now. He something to do with he murdered. Uh, he was involved with the murder. Mark Schultz, huh? Wrestler Mark Schultz. Yeah, right. Well, you would know. Yeah, um, he was involved with the murder of of an Olympic wrestler because he was trying to boost the career of this upcoming athlete i think i think that's the story it's a real it's based on a real uh real life story all right we'll have to look out for that all right that was our movie picks best worst honorable mentions all of that good stuff one last thing with movies i wanted to do is looking forward to 2015 uh quickly if you guys could maybe either one or two movies that you're looking forward to see and i know to me just you hey the Force Awakens, Star Wars. One year from now, I'll be in the theater watching it for my fifth time. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, Tori, what's the movie you're looking forward to in 2015? Um, well, at least one that I can think of is the, um, I guess, the last um, part of the Hunger Games or the Mockingjay 2. I'm hoping. Oh, my <laughs> Don't even. I'm hoping that it's better than what I saw Um a month ago so yeah i'm looking forward to that one ending with the bang hopefully so that's what i got all right sean hill uh for me you said it, star wars uh I, you know i'm a fan of the series i'm curious to see what exactly they're gonna do with it how they're gonna go uh that's definitely one that i'm i'm definitely looking forward to all right uh aunt poo uh like mike uh, i'm looking forward to force awakens but before that Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And what I'm not looking forward to, and then not getting my money because they screwed me on this last one, is uh, Mike and Jay Part 2. <laughs> yeah, I, I, is that Sony? 
Does that explain a lot? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. Uh, big sexy set. Um, definitely looking forward to the Avengers film. But what really got my attention, and I just learned about this last week, was the Entourage movies coming out. Mm-hmm. I am all over that. I saw the trailer. I am ready to go. I will go see the Star Wars film more out of curiosity and solidarity to my podcast brethren. But I, I will I will be there. But I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the Avengers film, though. All right. Ah. All right. Q-Storm. Well, uh, I'm going to say Star Wars. I, I mean, I just I just can't wrap my head around someone saying I'm not looking forward to Star Wars. I can't I can't comprehend that. But OK, um, Star Wars, um, I'm looking forward to seeing. I mean, the age of Ultron, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about the first Avengers, but just seeing those characters on screen together. That's exciting. And. I'm kind of looking forward to Entourage. I'm, I was a huge fan of the show, but I don't have high expectations because, I mean, they, what more is there to be told in that story over eight years? Everyone and their mother knows the, the inner workings of the Hollywood machine by now. But uh, I, I am interested in seeing that. And uh, unless they say that this film, like to, to Tori's point, unless they say that this film sitting in the seat will give you an orgasm, I am not going to see anything with uh, Mockingjay in the title. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Wait, I oh, have actually, I do have two more. Um, uh-huh. Furious 7, um, to pay homage to uh, Paul Walker. Um, I'm really anticipating that one. I'm hoping that it's going to be really good. I know that um, some of his brothers kind of took towards the end of the acting since of course um he couldn't finish it because he passed away and also um i don't know if anybody liked this one and i just like dirty bears but ted too um i want to see that (laughs) (laughs) it looks funny wait did you say dirty bears dirty bears yes that's a genre it it is now (laughs) dirty bears yeah that's that's our new hashtag All right, so there we go, movies. Um, let's jump over to TV. If you can remember anything about TV of this year, um, gosh, I can throw out there just immediately on top of my head: Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Yes. Uh, ended this year. Uh, went out with a bang and Big crazy. Bang. Uh, really enjoyed that show. Was Breaking Bad this year? Was that last nope. year? No, that was last year. That was last year. But I got one that went out that screwed the pooch. Uh oh. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, come on, man. Yes. How I Met Your Season uh, 7, they introduced us to the mother, this very adorably cute female that was perfect for Ted. And then they decided that Season 8 was going to take place over the weekend of Barney and Robin's wedding. And in the end, does anybody care about spoilers? No. In the end, we got maybe three episodes of The Mother where everybody who watched the show fell in love with her. Only for the final episode, it's revealed that they killed her off and Ted ends up with Robin. Damn, that pissed me off. It was so bad that I've never seen a uh, creative team read their audience so bad that they had to go back and recut the final episode so that Ted ends up with his wife. Yes. That's how much the audience hated the end of that movie of the uh, of the series that he got with Robin. They recut the finale. I think it was because, it, like you said, because everybody fell in love with you know the woman who was going to be his wife. You know, everybody just was into her, and then they're like, oh, and they were sick. They problem. were sick of Robin. That was yes. the other thing. They were sick yes. of Rob Ted chasing after Robin. It's like, look, dude, 
after seven years. It ain't going to happen. Let it go. At least you got the hit. <laughs> wow. Uh, we're going to go around real quick. Uh, Tori, what were some of your highlights from the TV this year? Um, definitely Sons. Um, I really enjoyed that. I didn't really get into it when it first came out in, in what, 2008, because I thought it was, like, way too much for my, you know, my my precious mind. And um, <laughs> But this last season, you know, I was, like, totally blown away. I didn't think that, you know, the people who died were going to die. And, and it kind of made me go back to watch the other seasons, which, you know, some of them were a bit much, but... I really enjoyed it. I'm kind of sad a little bit to see it go, but I read somewhere about a prequel coming out or something, but I don't know. And then my other one I really, really enjoyed was The Strain on FX. And I think that's coming back out the summer of 2015. So I'm anticipating seeing that. And of course, The Walking Dead coming out in February. And um, yeah, that's what I got for now. All right. Uh, Q, do you have any highlights from TV this year? Yeah, uh, actually, Tori just reminded me of one that I I hated when it first when I saw the pilot, and then maybe episode three I was all sold. That's the strain. Uh, two other uh, uh, newcomers, I'd say the Flash and Arrow. I'm enjoying those. Walking Dead hit a huge hit, hit a huge stride after falling off between seasons two and three. Um, but I want to say that the show, and I've just finished watching uh, the, the the last series from the BBC, the show of shows. If you have not seen this, please see it. Sherlock. Absolutely the best show I've ever stumbled across ever. And I am, you can pause me if you want, but I am jonesing for ben, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to pause you. I'm just going to let you know that 2012 called and said, thank you for catching up. Uh, Be who you are, Q. Right? Uh, now, shoot, um, one show that was a huge disappointment for me, because I loved the uh, the first season, which was came out like 10 years ago. Uh, it was the most brilliant parody or satire of uh, network TV, and that was The Comeback. I think it came out in 2005, 2006, and they, HBO did eight episodes this year. Kind of ber- verging on horrible. The one it's a show with Lisa Kudrow from Friends, and then there's a new show that I just started watching last night, <laughs> based on uh, Michael Dean's recommendation. And I'm like, God damn! Oh, <laughs> the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> I know what you guys. <laughs> and that is Black Mirror. Oh wow! The yeah. hell? <laughs> That's a show. Is I gotta that, watch. You talking about the first episode? The first episode. It, it, I'm not gonna say it's bad. It, it's it's intriguing, and demented. <laughs> Very. But and, and I know what they were trying to do. But the fact I just I just couldn't get into it because I know this would never ever possibly happen. <laughs> they would never succumb. They wouldn't succumb to terrorists who destroy countries, much less this demand from this particular terrorist. Uh, what, what was the demand, Q? <laughs> You know what the fuck the man <laughs> But some of the audience may not know. So we talked about it. What happens is the it takes it's, it's a BBC program. It's produced over in uh, the UK. Uh, it takes place in London, and the Queen's daughter, the princess, I don't even know if they really have princesses in I guess they do. Um, but um, the princess is kidnapped and held at an undisclosed location, and the kidnapper, his only demand is that 
the prime minister, who is a man. I thought it was a woman when you were telling me this, Mike. Uh, <laughs> that make it any better. <laughs> it, you know what? I mean, I'm aside, maybe it's something. <laughs> the fact that it's a man makes it 20 times worse. <laughs> that the prime minister uh, have sex with a pig on live TV. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember you discussing this. Yeah, it's a, it's a head boss, man. It's uh, and. <laughs> The fact, I mean, if they had, they, they needed to add more to make me believe, well, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> but the second episode, I just, honestly, I, I, re, I, I read some uh, reviews on it, and they said it was even better than the first. I thought the second episode was horrible. Really? It, it was boring. It was, wow. maybe I was tired and sleepy. I was watching it at 1 a.m. or 12.30 in the morning. But I just thought it was a lot of talking, and it was just over, it was too obvious hitting over the head what it was trying to say it was it was obvious that it was parroting um what's the show the American voice idol the voice American idol yeah. and i just like why are these people who, who's keeping these people here why are they being forced to do what they're being forced to do it doesn't make any sense i, I thought it was excellent uh, very different well we can go off top offline you can explain it to me because i didn't get it I, I would i wouldn't mind having that conversation but that those are my my uh standouts for this year all right um somebody's got their speakers up uh and uh my standouts a couple of bbc shows uh orphan black uh i could have sworn one of you put, put me onto it i'm still trying to remember I've seen who the told first me about that episode. show i've seen the first one yeah it's about uh there was it's a big conspiracy theory about uh, some organization that did cloning, mm-hmm. and this woman finds out that she is one of eight clones, I believe, and it's all played by the same uh, person who. That just lets you know how much Hollywood doesn't like sci-fi. Because how do you play eight different characters with all eight different looks and distinct personalities and not get a nomination for Emmy? But whatever. It kind of took a, a little slide back, but I'll definitely be looking forward to it when it comes back in 2015. The other one is In the Flesh, the uh, the, the zombie allegory for, I guess, gay. I, I want to say gay rights movement in uh, the UK. It's just... It's really weird and, and macabre in some sense, but uh, BBC America. Okay. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward for those to come back. Uh, Flash, of course, Arrow, Walking Dead, you know, I've been saying this, Arrow is the best comic book themed show on television and it has the second best rating, so Walking Dead, you better come, like, like Billy said, you better kick ass or else... <laughs> <laughs> and uh anything else yeah that, that's that's the only thing i'm looking forward to all right uh how about you uh, big sexy you cannot put arrow up up against walking dead <laughs> don't even try yeah, that's, that. that's a stretch that is a stretch they both hey, walking, <laughs> walking dead it's it's getting slow uh the second half of seat of last oh, season on, from february to may was bo- it was it was the lord of the, it was the version television version of lord of the rings everybody was just walking walking and talking walking and talking walking and talking well and it, you know what about arrow man ripping off everybody else's characters except their own man well, Aaron doesn't have anybody. So, what do you expect them to do? They got Deathstroke. They went Deathstroke and Deathstroke Merlin. That was it. Deathstroke is not his. Uh, I think uh, no, I think he's not. <laughs> okay, he's not. But we're not gonna, we're not gonna go there. Well, well, that's another another fight. Um, what stood out for me? House of Cards, oh, best yeah. show out there, hands down. Kevin Spacey is knocking the hell out of it. I was afraid there was gonna be some on some, and off uh, the screen. No, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> see, 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 you're wrong, man. I was afraid there would be some drop-off like uh, like on Orange is the New Black, but there isn't. It is still, you know, high, high, highly the best show out there. Let me let me uh, co-sign that, and V is the next great black villain. She took the uh, the ball from Stringer Bell, and she was ran with it since. Yes, yes. And going to the BBC portion of our programming, I turned <laughs> on to a show called Musketeers. I enjoyed the hell out of it because I do like you know, retellings of the Three Musketeers, and this one is done updated, yet still has a lot of the traditional things to it, and they did it without pandering. I enjoyed that. Game of Thrones. You know, they continue to nail it. You know, I keep looking at HBO every week saying, when's it coming back? When's it coming back? You know, they're knocking it out. And sticking with HBO, they have a show, no, excuse me, Showtime, they have a show called The Affair with Dominic West from The Wire in it, who, and it sounds really simple in its premise, but he got caught in an affair, and this is the aftermath. And they, they have really taken you on an emotional journey. Homeland, Claire Danes is tearing it up. You know, there's so many things. I think now, with shows on expanded cable, premium cable, and Netflix, a lot of the network stuff, other than The Good Wife, dramatic wise, they're, they're kind of slipping. They're kind I agree. Of slipping. I agree 100%. You know, they either need to step their game up or, or you know, do what they're doing, and, and that's concentrating on a lot of reality drivel. And there's one more show that I have to blame Michael Dean for this one <laughs> because Michael Dean got me to look at things outside of the U.S. on Netflix. There's a show called Rake. It's an Australian TV show about an attorney, and it cracks me the hell up. I see it on DirecTV on their audience channel, but the first two seasons are on Netflix. I can't recommend that one highly enough. You know what, Big Sexy, it's funny you say that about the network uh, networks here in, in uh, the USA. They did a, they tried to remake that show. Oh, God, it was god-awful. With Greg Kinnear, it lasted, what, three episodes? Three, three episodes too long. When I'm, I remember reading about it, and I saw they had Greg Kinnear in the title world, I'm like, no. And they can't, this is a show you can't put on network television. There's no way. There's just no way. It's the too only, not, 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 not that it's dirty, but it's just too suggestive. The hmm. only network show I think worth watching, I would say, is uh, Modern Family. That's the only one that comes to mind right now. You know what? I've kind of dropped off Modern Family because the premise has gotten old with me. Hmm. Uh, also, let me throw out, too, you just reminded me. Uh, and I enjoy it, but I'm not watching it right now, but I do like it. Uh, I thought Blackish was actually a great show to, to come out. It was controversial yeah. in the name. But no. there's some very funny episodes in that that. Yeah, I, I have to co-sign Michael Dean. Uh, I was we were very harsh on that pilot, which it deserved. But ever since then, they've been hitting. Maybe, hopefully, who maybe that pilot was shot last year, and it was they just said we don't feel like we shooting everything. But ever since then, yeah, Michael Dean's right. It's been on point. I'm enjoying every pretty much every episode. Uh, uh, me- oh, another. I wanted to throw out two other shows that that screwed the pooch this that season. And they, both of them were canceled as well. Uh, HBO rare fail, r- rare fail in the final season with True Blood. <gasps> if that was what you yeah, was going to give uh, me. Yep, that yep. was what you was going to give me. Yep. you could have just not even brought it back. And the yeah. other one, The Newsroom. It had some good scenes. Oh, don't tell me I that I haven't finished. <laughs> you saying it's not good? 
I, you should watch it. No There's some good scenes, but not really great start to finish episodes. Oh, wow. But um, the second to last episode is really good. You should definitely watch it. All right. Um, How about Ratas, real quick? Anyone watching Sleepy Hollow? Anyone checking that out? No. Uh, damn. <laughs> I, I'm I'm watching it, but uh, I like it more when they have their um, their Grimm's fairy tale. That's another one, Grimm. Yeah, Graham and Constantine. Yeah, I need to be watching that. But when yep. they when they when they bring out a character that's from uh, the children's book, like they had the Lady in the Lake, and I, I'm trying to think they had a few others. I like that more than this over this long overarching story arc of uh, Moloch and uh, what's going on with that. I, I'm kind of like dull with that. All right, I'm gonna go to Sean. Sean, what was your picks? Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm scratching off Blackish because you've already talked about that. <laughs> and I'm scratching off True Blood because that was mentioned. No, uh, those are those are my two. Uh, I I agree with uh, what you said, Mike. As far as the, the whole the whole the with the start of the show, we we all said we didn't like it for the most part, and I thought it was going to be hard to sustain that type of humor uh, for an entire season. You know, hopefully they go more than that, but they've kind of gotten away from away from that and, and it's more just kind of traditional humor uh there've been some very funny episodes there've been some eh, episodes i'm still wondering what what's going on with pops <laughs> since he's like disappeared he hasn't been on in i don't know probably four or five weeks um and then true blood you know i, I that was kind of bittersweet because that was my my wife and i sunday tradition when you know when it was on we six o'clock all right palmer go go get into bed <laughs> All right, we get ready. We get ready. We get ready to watch True Blood. No, no kids allowed for this one. Um, it it definitely had a bumpy run throughout its uh, throughout its uh, tenure. I mean, there were some great seasons. I think one and two were pretty good, and then three and four were eh. And but this final episode, I I think Aunt Pooh said it. It it definitely was lacking. But I, I think any way they would have ended it, it probably would have pissed off somebody. You know. I don't, I don't, and I haven't read the books or anything, so I don't know how how the books end. But uh, I guess I'll say it. Killing off um, Mr. Compton was, I don't know. I think that was a bad decision, but uh, I, I hate to see that one go. That was, you know, you got you had a little comedy, you got some blood, got some nudity. Hey, you know, all the things a growing boy needs to uh, enjoy his entertainment. You got our first gay love scene. Well, I, hey, you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you have, wow. to, you have to put the good and the bad. Mm. Which one? All right. <laughs> Tori, did you have any shows? Oh, I did have two more. Um, I forgot to mention these. Uh, I really enjoyed these two shows, and I don't know if anybody has checked them out, but Hell on Wheels, um, that is on AMC. I really like the old Western type of sh- um, shows. Uh, I hate the fact that they. Uh, they didn't write Common out. He kind of wrote himself out because he wanted to um, pay more attention or focus more on his music. But overall, it's a really good show. If no one's seen it, it's called Hell on Wheels. And also, um, one of my other uh, favorites, and it's coming back next year, is Orange is the New Black. It's a prison movie, or not movie, a prison show. It's a Netflix exclusive, I believe. And it's pretty good. So, Orange is the New Black. You should definitely check that out as well. All right. And I got to throw in these shows. I'm going to get some hoo-hahs on this. But they were entertaining as hell to me this year. Uh, 
loving hip hop, ho- oh, Hollywood. Lord. You watched them too. You made me. I, I made you watch. Them. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in the wrong house. <laughs> but just just let you know, I owe you at this beep, Michael Dean. I don't know what that <laughs> this, dangerous. I owe, I owe you a this n word. I, I can't say it in this house. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. yeah, I, I'll take it. I'll definitely take that as a badge of honor. Uh, I admit this is ratchet to, but you know what? Loving hip hop, and I also got to throw in uh, preachers of L.A. Oh, Damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there another one? And I'm thinking. Oh, but I'm the one that's ratchet. Okay, I know, right? But <laughs> but I will say, you know what those mo- these shows are? They're soap operas. They they take the place of what soap operas is. But you know, just like with gangster rap, or with you know with rap, you know how you know like when we do gangster rap, there's there there are artists who just rap it and that's it. But for us naggers, <laughs> we'll rap it and we want to live it, right? And so that's what this show is like. It's it's essentially a scripted soap opera, but because it's casted by naggers, they not <laughs> they don't leave it on the screen. They actually live it, which is the sad thing because you that's actually that life. it's really their life and it's a sad existence. But as a viewer, I find that shows to be they are written and edited highly entertaining. The characters on there you know, to me, I can't imagine they really live like that because it's just so outlandish. But it's the type of thing that I would read in an outlandish book or a soap opera. So they're hysterical to me. Uh, Ray J, he's hysterical to me. He's a oh, ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's a fool. Yeah. What show is he on? He's on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, or he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soldier Boy. Hilarious uh, to me. Those girls, hysterical. Hysterical because they're so stupid and it's sad, but it's, it's, it's hilarious to me. The one they got on and just a new one just came on, Love and Hip Hop New York, I believe. Uh, Peter Guns, if I'm oh, saying that clown, horrible. Like I don't understand who would have. He's got a baby. He got kids with the one girl who's been with for years. His side chick he marries and, get and then gets Wait, her pregnant, and now. He's with the side chick, married to her. Actually, not a side chick, it's his wife. She's about to have a baby. But now he is back over with the baby moms talking, trying to hit that and start that up at the same. It's just out out of control. It's hilarious. Very out of control. So I will say (laughs) they're evil programs because unfortunately the people in them, they actually live this stuff. Yeah. But they are entertaining soap operas. You forgot one though. Oh, go ahead. Hollywood Divas. That's a new one. Oh, Hollywood Divas, I I did enjoy that. That was uh, who was in that this year? Is um, it Maite on that? Countess no. Vaughn. Countess uh, Elise yeah. Neal. Oh. Uh, who's Paula that? Paula J. Mitch? Parker. Paula J. From Friday. <laughs> and Golden oh, Brooks. Oh, I mean, we talked about that. She is a yeah. fool. Uh, and, Golden and Brooks. Golden Brooks. Yeah, that show was entertaining. Yeah, I like that one actually. It, it was yeah, hilarious. It was. Actually, one of my old friends was in that show. I uh, saw her in a brief second. Uh, and matter of fact, I think that, you know, the movie that they're showing in that, that they were making that movie in that show? Uh-huh. I think this is when my friend's son is the little boy that they showed in that, which is oh, okay. hilarious. Anyway, Wonderful. Uh, hey, Mike, go ahead. I think you might want to ease up on Aunt Pooh about the ratchet from now on. Oh, you know. <laughs> He's the face of the ratchet. Of I, I, you know, he can be the face, man. I can. You could just make fun of him for having that that. 
bringing up the gay stuff all the time. But other than oh, that, Tony, yeah. <laughs> you know what, Q? Just because you ain't in touch with your section out sexuality, my section, my section sexuality, <laughs> my sectionality <laughs> with a T. I'm sorry, Anthony. You have a, a something you want to get off your chest here, Anthony? Oh, uh, no, I'm just letting you, I'm just letting oh. you know. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. Let's go. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's 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 get on to. Um, I want to talk about some of the top stories of the year. Some of the things that went through the news cycle. We talked about a lot of stuff on. Oh. This is what we do over this last year. Um, God, where do we start? Um, maybe we'll start with we'll start with this one. Um, this is probably one of the most ratchet stories of the year. Uh, ratchet the, to ratchet. Yeah, the the Jay Z Solange. Oh, oh, the, the elevator, elevator fight. Fight. Yeah. I loved yes. it. Oh. Hold up. That's the kind of news we're talking about. Oh, I said this is the most ratchet, ratchet. of the news. Oh. Come on. See, see, there's Q always trying to be, be the sophisticated Negro. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big story. It was. Yeah. Wow. It was a story. Here I, I have my list ready and it started off with the Malaysia airline. No, let's talk about Solange. Oh, well, yeah, we're, we're going to, we, we transition from ratchet to ratchet. Uh, Excuse me. It's Solange. Solange. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Who cares? <laughs> but, you know, one, it, it, it started, you know, again, and, and this is one of the things, you know, they talk about man of the year. and I, think, I would think that, I think the thing of the year was, I guess, like technology or something like it. It, it seemed to dominate. Or it had his hand in most of these stories, and I imagine that we're going to talk about. But I wanted to ask um, Tori because you weren't on the show uh, during this time. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that whole thing? Ooh, I uh, that fight was was just crazy to me. How he just right. stood there and just took it like a champ, and you know Beyonce was in the elevator too, and. You know, she just going at him and the, the bodyguard was in the elevator. And I don't know really why he was a bodyguard and what he's doing or what he's being paid to do. But obviously not his job because, you know, she was, you know, really going at Jay-Z. And I really hate to say this as a woman and I'm kind of hesitant. But all I can picture in my head is the the Ray Rice. Like, I don't understand um, how Jay-Z could just sit there and take it like, he should have restrained her or something or or whatnot but he, you know he kind of just took it like a champ and i'm like man you should have just should have hit her because sometimes women i don't know like if you put yourself in a position to bug up against a, a man you know because it, it should never happen but when you do that then you are going to expect probably the unexpected but you know of course him being jay-z he's not going to do that because he probably would have totally ethered his career and it would have been over with and everything. So, um, you know, it was it was crazy. Like I don't know like what initially started it, but um yeah, he 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 took one for the team on that. I, I could answer that one for you, Tori. You oh, know okay, why Jay ahead. you know why Jay Z didn't didn't do anything? Uh huh. Because he knew there were cameras in that elevator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this would be my this would be my last contribution to the show. But Tori, since we have a female on the panel, <laughs> I need to I need this question answered. Okay. If and I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. If that's you on that elevator uh-huh. and your sister is going in on Michael Dean, what are you doing? Oh, that is a hard one. Um, again, it shouldn't you know, be. I, I, I stand by what I say. Like, 
women please come on you, you we know that men are stronger than us and we know that once a man hit us it's like a powerful force so don't even put yourself in a position to do that i mean i guess i would just have to um turn my head on the punch on that one because it's like okay you stepped into that one so you know oh. let me let me help you let me help clean you up take you to the bathroom See, that wasn't the answer I was looking for. The answer I'm looking for is you not going to jump in front and be like, yo, that's my dude. You can't be laying hands on my man. You just like, so you give so you give Mike the high side to go ahead and lay off on her. Got to do what you got to do. Off wow. That what you that, said? That's a hard one. That's, that was a very hard, you know, um, decision to make. But <laughs> I mean, that's wow. what it is. Well, she, she a writer. Okay, I'll give her that. I'll give her that. So, so Ann, I think you said you got to... You gotta leave us or something. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have a family. Damn, I gotta gather. get him off the show. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have an opportunity to say goodbye. <laughs> so, man, hey, we want to wish you a happy new year. Yes. We want to say thank you, sir. You uh, definitely added a lot to Podcast Juice this last year. Uh, I have to definitely tip my hat to you personally. Uh, you took control of the social media aspect and took it to another level. So, I am definitely grateful and in depth. To you for that man so uh, much props to you and excellent work excellent well, work. thank thank you mike ding i appreciate you uh, allowing me to contribute to the show because i was a fan and now i'm a regular contributor and I, I appreciate the opportunity to have a voice to discuss things that i normally talk about with my friends and fam and uh i i'd like to be able to, i'd like to be glad to say that i can call you all my friends big sexy even q <laughs> even q <laughs> Wow, Sean, Tori, if she ever accept that ad friend request, I never and, got uh, it. You got it. Don't lie. I don't know which one of us is uh, Fred and which one is Esther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Talk about from Sanford to Son. All right, which, which one of us is Martin? Which one is Gina? Not Gina. Uh, What's Cole. Gina's friend? Um, Pam. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wait, why would I have to get Troy out as females, though? I'm confused on that. You, you have to, I ain't got time to process that. But anyway, <laughs> it's like it's been a great year, fellas. I look forward to us taking it to a whole nother level next year. I wish you all nothing but the best. And not only your endeavors on Podcast Juice, but in your uh, personal and professional lives outside of it. All right. All right. Oh, and Mike, Mike, I am on page 35. Getting there. What are you talking about? Hmm? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I'm so prolific. I wrote a book this year. <laughs> oh. Damn. Well, thank you, sir. I hope you are enjoying that for real. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. to hear what you think about it. Is that, I'm, I'm going to need a description on uh, Truth and what is her name with the M? I just, just read it. Monique. Uh, yeah. I, kept, I was thinking it was Monique. I'm going to need a picture and visualize that one. You you got a little descriptive, but I'm like I need to make sure our ideology are aligned. Okay, I got you. I got you. I do have some character uh, references, but cool. So man, we're gonna let you go. Thank you, sir. You you walk yourself out the door. Uh, we're gonna keep the show flowing for the listeners. Sirs, have a good weekend and happy new year. All right, peace. peace. All right, so what we were talking about? We were talking about the top stories, and we were into this launch thing. We're gonna keep moving from that. So let's get into some of our picks of, of stories and we'll comment on them. We'll go ahead and go to Q Storm. Uh, you want my uh, top five stories? Yeah, what are your top five stories? <clears throat> well, they won't be as intriguing as uh, Solange and Jay-Z, but 
I have uh, the Malaysian airline. Damn. Uh, I have. Uh, Which is still missing. Like, we still don't have any answers on that, do we? I believe that is the case. That's the case, yep. I have the Cosby scandal. Mm. I have the rise of ISIS and the fact that we were at war for, what, 13 years, and this is the net result of that. I have the uh, Sony hack. Mm-hmm. I have all of the racial tension between Ferguson with Michael Brown. Uh, oh, my God. I'm thinking of the I can't, the Florida young man. What's his Trayvon name? Martin. Uh, Trayvon. And uh, Eric Garner. And then I have a little dark horse called Ebola. <gasps> oh, man. I thought we were going to be dead by now. <laughs> Ebola. <laughs> Ebola. Or Ebola. Ebola. You got that Ebola. <laughs> Put some tussin on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's go back on some of those. Uh, you know, I think the one that we're still sort of dealing with in the news now is the Sony hack, right? And that you know involved the hacking into Sony and getting all the emails and employee data. Uh, some of their movies uh, resulted in them, you know, calling this a terrorist sort of attack and blaming North Korea. Uh, Christmas Day, there was another hack that went on Sony and even Xbox. Microsoft got dragged into that. They shut down both of the respective um, console gaming services. So if you had bought uh, an Xbox or a PlayStation, I mean, at least for the Xbox, if you can't get online, Xbox One is unusable, period. So when they shut that network down, any of those people who got those new consoles for Christmas or got new games and they turned that bad boy on, you basically had a $400 break. Uh, it was not going to work. Um, and then other, another thing that happened earlier with the Sony hack, back in August, and if you remember, uh, they had hacked the PlayStation Network again, but they also had diverted a plane that was carrying one of the Sony CEOs was was grounded uh, because of a, a bomb bombing hoax that the hackers did as well back then. So they've been going at Sony pretty hard uh, this whole year, um, which is you know it's it's kind of funny, but it's actually kind of frightening. Uh, I believe even just as of today, there was another release where the hackers. They released like 13,000 credit card numbers, expiration dates, logins to not only the Sony stuff, uh, I believe uh, Amazon and Microsoft. <laughs> so, And they said they did it just for the LOLs, for, the, for, for fun. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on, man, with hacking. Uh, I think 2015 may really be the year of of some crazy hack stuff going on because I think the door flood doors have just been blown open. Uh, so we put the watch out for that for sure. Um, what else What's some other, other stories? Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, some of them are, are in common. So, uh, my list is, uh, of course, Ferguson. I think that's the yeah. biggest, uh, I had also the Malaysian jet, uh, Robin Williams passing mm-hmm. away. Uh, the e- Ebola, uh, and one that hasn't been mentioned yet, Mister, uh, because he had the maids, Donald Sterling. Yeah, that was that was a big, big, uh, big take story. <laughs> take up, <laughs> and buddy. then, and then I I wrote NFL punishment because I, I there's Ray Rice, there's um, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, kind of all kind of encompassing together. I I, I think it 
think you can lump those together, but uh, it was a it was a rough patch of a stretch of patch there for uh, Roger Goodell. I'm not sure he's really got the respect of the the owners somewhat, but um, yeah, those are those are the big stories that at least I saw. And, and Cosby, sorry, I forgot about Cosby. Yeah, uh, we got to throw in the other one is uh, the Secret Service was not on their job this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, no. Everybody, everybody just knocking on that White House door. Hey, is Obama here? <laughs> Let me all at him for a minute. I want to give him these leaflets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was crazy. Uh, but you went back going back to the NFL. I mean, what? How much d- damage can they take? I mean, they had the whole Ray Rice thing, the Adrian Peterson uh, situation. I know there was a couple other players that got into some other things. I, there's, I, I know there's someone. I, I want to say the 49ers, He got yes. some. Uh, well, Alden, you want to speak Smith. on it? Alden Smith. Yes, guy went through the airport. Uh, I don't know what city it was. I think it was L.A claim to have guns and all sorts of stupidity. Uh, the Niners also had domestic violence issues with, I believe his name was Ray McDonald, who has since been released. Hmm. Um, but from an NFL standpoint, no one has brought up the whole Michael Sam thing. You oh, know, yeah. and people were all talking about, I don't want to say up in arms, but they were talking about this guy being openly gay and this and that, and, and he didn't make the team because, bottom line, the guy wasn't good enough. You know, I have a friend of mine who's always arguing with me and screaming about a conspiracy theory. I'm like, Mike, you don't even like football. And and the guy's not good. You know, he's had ample opportunities, and he's just not good. So then you have the thing in the NBA with, I forget this guy's name, but he came out, and a lot of people got behind him. But again, he's a market <laughs> player at best. No, no pun intended. <laughs> Paul. See, see, oh, sorry. y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Y'all. Anyway, trying to be all highbrow with you guys, and this is what we get. Um, a lot of people were, co- you know, comparing Michael Sam and Jason Collins. That was his name. You know, their situations to Jackie Robinson. No. Let me go on record. No. Because Jackie Robinson faced a lot more, but the thing is, Jackie Robinson, at the end of the day, was a Hall of Fame player. These two guys are not. So they need to let that shit go. Um, A lot of things about baseball, we had the whole Yankee debacle with Alex Rodriguez and Mm -hmm. him going on on the air saying he's going to do this and that and how he didn't want to take his medicine. And then he got named in yet another steroid scandal. Yep. Yep. You know, that guy just needs to go away. He does. <laughs> um, what was another sort of big trendy sort of thing that we saw happen was the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Oh, my God. Uh, How about that? that? You know, I almost, almost mentioned that, but to, that, to me that wasn't news. Like you said, I think it was just trending. Did anyone here do that? Hey, hell, oh, no. hell no. no. Hope not. <laughs> before I before I talk bad about it, I just want to be sure that no one did that. Yeah, that was you know, it's one of those things that I don't think a lot of people even understood what the hell they was doing. And I could see, you know, first it was the, a lot of the celebrities you start doing it, but when I started seeing like Sort of non-celebrity people do it online and Facebook. I was like, nigga. For a while, my timeline was full of people 
doing it. I'm like, come on, people. Yeah, this is corny. <laughs> Dumping some ice on your head. You ain't giving up no money. <laughs> so what's that going to do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doing nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I was going to say, I tuned out of it. I mean, I never was tuned into it, but I really thought it needed to come to an end. There was something somebody posted on Facebook, or was it in the news, where some parent dumped ice on their two-year-old or their child, infant, mm-hmm. something like that? Did anybody see that? that? I heard yeah, about it. Yeah, I think I saw that, yeah. I mean, they that's that's why you just want to just want to stab people. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Very personal and brutal. Okay, maybe, maybe, I, All right, Screech. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that news? This I, 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 I assume it's because it's Christmas and there's just nothing going on. So I can't help but turn the internet. Screech, he's been arrested. Screech, he's been. Who the fuck gives about Screech? Somebody. Wow. Might as well. Have, are they doing updates on uh, Cockroach? <laughs> he's still selling cars don't you stand out of trouble that's what it is yeah. well you know I wanted to say also um, what you were talking about with the ice bu- bucket challenge and non-celebrities I don't know why but when you were saying this just like because I'm a visual person and it just came up in my head and she kind of trended this year too which was kind of in the ratchet category but is it anti-fee Faye? Oh, I love, I love anti-fee <laughs> but yes the rise oh, of anti-fee Travis <laughs> <laughs> chicken down Travis but she was on a few shows like wasn't she on Steve Harvey Steve Harvey a, a talk show a late night talk show right and, uh, um, what's the guy's name what's the top what's one of the popular top talk shows at night Wait, the Kimmel? other one Conan no. no there's the other guy I can't think of his name Kibble uh, Kibble Kibble. yeah Jimmy Kimble that's okay. what she put well, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, uh, Auntie Fee, you know, I, I, I love her because she represents kind of to me in, in a way kind of what we're doing. I mean, she's just doing this out of her house. Right. Her and her little camera, phone camera, and, you know, blows up to be this big thing. I mean, she did a whole uh, top five. They paid her a wow. promotional thing. She What was it? Yeah. Sherry Shepard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a whole she video. Shitty. but you know i must admit that everybody has an auntie fee in their family let's just deal with it she's hilarious to me i mean i you know i'm not like waiting by the computer to you know wait for her youtube stuff but she just kind of like blew up in a way and she she's getting a lot of hits actually um for her ghetto cooking and her (laughs) trashy mouth and you know so that's, what is ghetto cooking? <laughs> I mean, like when she cooks, she's like every other word is a cuss word, and she's got this, this, this slang slash southern draw ebonic stuff that doesn't make sense that I'm trying to write down and spell out, but it just does not come together. But I mean, have you ever seen one of her YouTubes? I have. Okay, but yeah, I th- that's just very interesting to me that she started out with YouTube and like how she's got on the shows and. And um, she seems like she's making money now. So I don't know. YouTube seems to be um, winning or a winner for some people um, or for them to like get their foot out there. So she's hilarious. If you ever get an opportunity to watch Auntie Fee on YouTube, I suggest you do and sit down with some popcorn and a Coke. Hey, Mark, big sexy. Just just so you know, uh, if you walk into a house and no matter where you are in the house, it reeks of Crisco. <laughs> Chances are the ghetto cook in the house. <laughs> Crisco. 
I'm sorry, I'm a professionally trained chef. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, you know, I think we say the rise. I mean, it was, I think he might have been around last year. But, you know, you got guys like um, Tommy Sotomayor, who I think really, you know, moved up in the game this past year. Uh, for better or for worse, I'm a fan of his for the most part. Shout out to him. So he definitely did his thing. Uh, Tyreek Nasheed. Also, somebody I think really started to come up even bigger this year. He put out his other movie. Uh, was it Hidden Colors 3? I believe it's the third one. Uh, put that movie out. Documentary. Um, so you start, you start to see a lot of guys starting to rise up. Uh, sort of what I like to call grassroots media. You know, uh, independent stuff. Definitely not tied to any larger corporation. And, and have a voice, you know. And have a following. So, shout outs to a lot of those. You just kind of make me think. What was some of you guys' besides podcast juice? What any other podcasts that uh, really stood out to you this year, two thousand fourteen? Sure, uh, for me it would be um, Afro Nerd in, the, in his comic book shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast One has a lot over on uh, on their page that have to do with wrestling and some music that I enjoyed. Uh, one that stands out is the Stone Cold Steve Austin one. And the Chris Jericho, and especially Chris Jericho, because he's got wrestlers and musicians on. So I definitely enjoyed that. iFanboy has been a staple in my house for a while, but they've taken a step back a little bit, but mm-hmm. they're still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't listened. To, I didn't listen to them that much this year. I was disappointed that they had to take a step back because I, I really thought what they were doing was really great. I mean, the shows are still really good, but the whole website and everything. Yeah. I was yeah. a big fan of, of going there and, and reading the stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely shout out to them. A couple of shows that I listened to heavy this year. Uh, the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Uh, big shout out to those guys. Um, excellent show. Very hilarious. Um, I don't know how I got onto them, but uh, I even became a member for a while. I really support what they do. Uh, good stuff. Um, kind of just going. Oh, uh, Combat Jack show was a show I got up on this year. Very great show. They had Chuck D on there. Ice-T. He just did one with LL Cool J. Um, excellent. If you're into hip-hop, you know, some of the best interviewing you, you're going to hear. Uh, again, Tariq Elite Radio Show. Um, Zoe Williams. Huge fan of Zoe Williams. And uh, what's my other guys? What's the, ah, 5150 Show. Darlene from Ice-T is on there. But Corey Holcomb. Okay. Uh, hilarious. <clears throat> that show is so over-the-top crazy. But uh, I love the honesty of it. Um, what else, uh, podcast wise? Uh, well, one thing I left out, and I'm not trying to slurp anybody, but you know, music snobs. Yes, yes, the music snobs. You know, those guys are always on top of it. Yes, excellent show. They've, they've been on with us this year as well. Uh, so definitely shout out to them. Um, I think that was all that uh, I had. I hate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do the voice, but I know I'm gonna mess it up. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, <laughs> but when I do, I listen to podcastjuice.net. No. Uh, here, we <laughs> here we go. No, I I listen uh, music snobs. Um, I listen to Peach and Black. The, those guys are hilarious. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, I, basically, all the all the print stuff. Uh, the Truth Podcast. Uh, K Strong. Yes, yes. And uh, I don't I don't know Brandon. I don't think he's he's done a show in a while. But um, uh, forget. I apologize. I forget the name of his show. But um, we listen to him occasionally. Uh, but I, I honestly, with doing the podcast, I really and going to films and all that, I really don't have 
a lot of lot of time to <laughs> to listen. I, it was funny. I was even going since I wasn't on the last. Uh, this is what we do. I was going to listen to it uh, on the way home from the drive from Vegas. But then I got to thinking. Now nah, the guy's language usually get a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> And I got I got wife and and little palm in the car, so I'll, I'll have to check that out on on Monday on my way to work. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> yeah, parental so, advisory definitely in effect. Yeah, um, so, let me throw this one at you guys. Uh, any good books this past year? Choose destiny. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Besides that one, what do you mean? <laughs> I I haven't I, I'm not a big reader, but I'm, and I'm curious. And I think Mike, you mentioned it, and I'm just wondering if it's worth getting because if there's any the 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 new uh, making of Purple Rain was it is it called Let's Go Crazy? Yes, Let's Go Crazy Prince and the Making of Purple Rain. Now I have every Prince, but I just you know I buy them out of GP. Uh, but is is there any? Thing, is there any pictures or anything noteworthy that you never heard before? Is it worth me like running out to get it now, or can I just yeah. wait until whenever <laughs> to pick it up? Sure, let me and let me say this for all the Prince people and anyone who even liked that movie: go buy the book. Uh, it's definitely worth reading. Uh, it's a, it's a good book. I don't know if there's pictures. There wasn't pictures in the ebook version I had, uh, but there is a lot of new stuff in there. You know. The book is great when it talks about the making of that movie. Uh, and there's a lot of interviews with the band members, the revolution, uh, Alan Leeds. Uh, all of that stuff is golden. They give you a lot of their impressions of being there in the moment. And uh, there was a lot of stuff in there. I didn't know there's a lot of stuff that talks about the making of the movie. Um, some of the scenes that were cut out of the movie. Um, there was, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but there's parts when I watched the movie and I was just like, why is it doing that? And they explained why, why, why does the footage look like that? Or why? Oh, I know, yeah, I know that. So they, go ahead. No, I'm just saying they, they basically, they, they were using cheaper stock and with the budget, they just didn't have a chance to go back and, and reshoot the scene where he's down in the basement with his dad. Yeah. He goes light, dark, light, dark. Yeah. It was, it was because just the film stock they were using and, and there's no way of fixing that. Because that, you would think, oh, you know, hey, don't fix it. We'll, you know, remaster it. Nope, that's, that is that and you cannot do anything with that. You're close. <laughs> but yeah, read the book. Okay. There's definitely a good, and there's a lot of, there's a, Morris, you know, it talks about a lot of what's going on with Morris. It got into a lot of some of the good stuff too about um, when Wendy came in the band. What, does, what did people really think <laughs> when this young girl you know, hasn't been anything before gets a prominent position in this band. And there's people that have been here for a long time. That was very interesting yeah. uh, kind of stuff. Uh, it's a good book. You definitely, definitely check it out. What's the name of the book again? Uh, it's called let's go crazy Prince and the making of purple rain. I don't know if this book came out this year, but, uh, the, uh, the Torre book, uh, Ooh. I know. Yeah, that, <laughs> Uh, I would die for you. I forget what the the rest of the title is, but yeah, that one wasn't very well researched at all. I mean, they were just like, like he. I think he said sexuality and Uptown are on the same album. I'm like, uh, hmm. no. <laughs> I mean, they were they were really really bad bad errors. That honestly is probably one of the worst books on Prince that I've I've ever read. There's some interesting stuff he talks about. 
Prince growing up in the church and the religious, some of the religious, how that seemed to, that was interesting, but for the most part, that, that book is pretty horrible. Okay. I haven't read shout that out, Shout out to Tor. <laughs> I'd say Tor Ray himself is pretty horrible, but that's just me. Yo, he sucks. Wow. And what's, his, what's his name? What's his name? I'm Torrey. Your name's Phil. Whatever his name is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I can say from personal experience after meeting him twice, working with him twice, I can't stand him. I'm with you. All right. There you go. Torrey in review. <laughs> <laughs> any other uh, any other reads from anybody this um, year? This well, I um, not started reading, but this will be, will be my third time reading this book, and I know that it's, it's not a new 2014. Um, it's been out for a while, but I don't know if anybody is familiar with this book or has read it, but it's entitled The Shack. Has anybody read that? No. 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 Okay. So um, it's it's like a not a spiritually based, but it, it does talk a lot about um, a God and and um, and whatnot. But the book kind of goes um, this this older guy and his family um, go out on a trip, and the younger you know daughter unfortunately um, dies, and he is given. Uh, like a little postcard in his mailbox um, from what they're, you know, calling God um, saying to come meet him at a shack. And unfortunately, this is where his his youngest daughter had had died. And so he goes to this shack and he has this um, this um, spiritual type of um, revealing um, and how it comes about. I think he might have slipped on something in his shack and, you know, he kind of goes unconscious, but he goes into like the spiritual world and it's actually a pretty good read. I don't want to give it a, a lot away, but you know, they talk, you know, about God and, and, you know, Jesus and the Holy spirit. And what's very interesting to me is that the characters that, you know, are portrayed in this book is not what anybody would ever imagine or could ever imagine. Cause I know, you know, what growing up, they always had pictures of, you know, the white Jesus and all the other garbage and, and you know, um, but reading this book and how they portray the characters is, is nothing like you, it's nothing like um, something that you would imagine how they would, you know, portray these images of, according to what we have uh, seen out here in the world. But it's, it's a really good read. Again, it's called The Shack. I would recommend everybody read that. And Again, this is my third time reading. Actually, I'm having my teenager, which is 15, read it, and he's blown away. And he wishes that he could um, have that type of godlike experience. So, yeah, check it out. All right. Uh, let's see what else we had. Oh, uh, <laughs> I wish Aunt Pooh was here, but there was the the frappening. <laughs> another one of the big sort of things that happened. Well, this was the hacking of the. The uh, pictures from the celebrities' cell phones and from the oh, iCloud, and all the nude pictures and all that kind of stuff. And the insatiable, uh, you know, draw of this kind of stuff it just seems to continue on. Um, what else do we have? Oh, uh, Woody Allen's uh, the, the the open letter from De La Ferro earlier oh, yeah, yeah, earlier yeah, this yeah. year. You know, he, he that's not uh, what was his name, Dalen Fierro? Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Uh, she wrote the thing, sort of accusing him of some sexual stuff. You know, let's not forget it wasn't just Bill Cosby. Oh wow! See, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Uh, Brian Singer <laughs> kind of had some stuff going on there. Had like, some 
photos. <laughs> <laughs> which almost which almost sort of got in the way of the X Men movie for a second there. Um what oh you know, the it was brought up but ISIS, you know, the beheadings. I mean that's some gruesome stuff. Uh the beheading videos. Yeah, a lot of videos. A lot of leaked type of information, you know, Donald Sterling, you know, the, the audio was put out, goes into him having to let go of the, the, the team that he had. Um, what else? Oh, Obamacare. Didn't that happen this year? That was a... Uh, it was implemented this year. Implemented this year. That was a big thing. Yeah, I just want to add on to that. Um, if people didn't already know, it's, it's of course, very serious, and they are going to penalize your taxes if you did not have um, insurance. So I just want to throw that out there because I was looking, I believe, at irs.gov or some uh, website that was credible, um, and it was saying that... You take out. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but, you know, the... the the first year, or, or I guess when you start filing um, come January, that it's like really low at, a, I think, a 1%. But then the following year um, or the next year after that, it's going to go uh, as far as the penalty to 2%. And I saw a number to where if you didn't have insurance or you didn't go with Obamacare, it's like $325 per head um, per person. So, yeah, uh, people, please keep that in mind that it's it's serious. Go get some insurance. It's ridiculous if you don't have any. So, yeah. All right. Anybody else have any bigger stories? Not bigger stories, but just things to remember from 2014. I'm not gay no more. (laughs) You delivered? (laughs) (laughs) The foolishness was strong and heavy in 2014. That's for sure. Uh, There was a lot more. We saw a lot of. T- uh, teachers being accused of having sex with Ugh. kids in schools. Horrible. Um, yeah, we did a lot of shows yeah, we, about that. <laughs> we talked about like, that. Wow. Uh, people getting whipped, you know, home whipping discipline videos seem to be a lot more frequent online. You said people getting whipped. I thought you were talking about Fifty Shades of Grey for a second. Like, mm-hmm. what? Huh? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that, was that your book pick of this one? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> See? Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, we just, you know, a lot of, a lot of that type of stuff. I want to do a jump into some of the people that we, who moved on, uh, in 2014. Well, actually, before you go uh, on to the, the, um, the people who've passed, I want to also say another story for me because okay. I, I, I'm not into celebrities, but I you. absolutely, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I love this couple to to pieces, and I don't understand why they're getting divorced. But Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon, my heart like totally broke when he announced it. Um, I believe early part of the summer that they had been separated, and um, I just want to say that I thought that their marriage was the cutest thing. They have like a a childlike fun playful or had anyways a type of marriage or relationship and i believe it's it's the divorce is definitely going to be finalized and i just want to say how sad i am because um i love them as a couple and i don't know if anybody else shared um my feelings but i just wanted to throw that out there i'm team um nick cannon mariah carey well yes did you have something can i say how i felt about that yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I felt the same way about that when I found out that Whitney and Bobby got married. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I was, I was like, 
that's not going to last. <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, it's Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, how 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 much older is she, first of all? And I think there's like a 12-year, 13-year difference, maybe 14. I just, I, I just mis- mismatched from the get-go. Well, it's like Mariah Carey and who? That's what it was. A lot, of people, who Nick, a lot of people didn't know who Nick Cannon was. Yeah, that that's true. Sad really? True. I wouldn't say that. I would. I think they knew who he was. That's why they didn't believe he was getting married to her. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was a lot of disrespect, too, because I think in the beginning they called him Mr. Mariah Carey. Like, they didn't even address him as Nick Cannon. So, um, yeah, that, that was pretty bad. But uh, according to speculation, they, you know, are coming to an end um, by on his account, um, because he felt like she's a little bit emotionally um, questionable. I don't want to say unstable. <laughs> I say questionable. Questionable. Because she is a diva um, uh, with a capital D and um, some type of cheating allegations on his part and and whatnot. And um, I remember actually, I don't want to harp on this too long, but, you know, it did make me kind of sad. Um, his dad actually kind of chimed in. I don't know if it was on you on twitter or facebook but he was throwing like some side comments um or throwing some shade towards her like you know what if you get married and your wife gains 200 pounds do you still you know are you still supposed to be with her are you still supposed to make love to her and are you know not get sick and blah 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 and i'm like whoa that's you need to check your people because i don't i think that that's totally unfair to put the business out there even if that was true but i wish that they would get back together in other words and it's really sad that they're getting a divorce because they have two cute little twins and um i think nick may be fighting for full custody because of her emotional uh, emotional um mishaps so yeah that was hopefully she got a prenup because nick ain't got no sense and he got no money i don't know he's doing he seemed to come up a little bit more this year i know he had that health scare with the the kidney thing and oh I, he did i didn't know that yeah he was in the hospital uh, for kidney failure he has lupus he had blood clots in his lungs um, oh shit for a while so he was in the hospital and then you know he kind of got out and got better and i think he's like doing uh some type of show with uh singing or something and he's producing a couple of people some albums and then he, you know, d- unfortunately did his rap um, CD. <laughs> oh, there yeah. it is. There's the landmine. Um, and he does, like, I think he was doing some comedy stand-up and stuff. But, he, you know, he's putting in work. So, Because she was, like, complaining as far as the article I read that he's working too much. He's not spending enough time, you know, at home. So, yeah, he, he put in a little work. He don't have that Mariah Carey money now, let's be very clear. <laughs> but he wasn't, you know cash and you know all her checks and her in her checkbook so so he, he was he wasn't he wasn't playing tom arnold role okay that's <laughs> you know if we're talking about celebrity stuff uh-huh. uh gotta talk about tracy morgan okay big sexy calm down i didn't calm say down. a word <laughs> i didn't say look i hope the guy recovers fully and i hope he nails walmart to the wall hey i made it funny he, you know nails walmart to the wall on this thing you know again you know his career or his talent that's another deal. But that whole issue, nah, man. They did him wrong. And hopefully he'll come back in uh, one piece. All right, all right. Yeah, uh, I surprised you didn't, IQ, didn't I? Huh? You didn't see that one I coming. Think, I know you sit better thing. I hope they I hope they irreparably damaged his tonsils and his tongue. So he- <laughs> wow. 
All right, let's let's give the respects what we need to do. We'll, we'll keep going. So, uh, and I don't have a complete list. I know there's a lot more, unfortunately, but here's what we are going to recognize uh, in our limited time. Uh, first shout out, uh, Big Bake Hank, Sugar yes. Hill Gang. Yes. Uh, put in work. Bobby Womack. Oh, yes. One of the greats, you know. Uh, definitely shout out to him. Frankie Knuckles. Um, definitely shout out to him. He was one of, one of the, the main guys who... Uh, brought in house music uh, back in the day. He was one of the originators of that. Um, let's see. D.C. Mayor, Marion Barry. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, he had his setback, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, he did his thing. If you go look at some of his older uh, videos and things that he did, you know, he definitely put in some work uh, for that city, D.C. Um, let's see. Uh, TV, TV producer Glenn Larson. That's right. You did a lot of great TV stuff. I, my I'm big fan of Battlestar Galactica, for instance. Um, here's another one from the Bond movies. The guy who played Jaws, Richard Keel. Oh, yeah. Richard yeah. Keel. Yeah, you know, as a kid, he was terrifying to me. Great TV a movie villain. Uh, let's see, Joan Rivers. All right, comedian. Yeah, that was sad. It could have been prevented, but it was very sad. And also, of course, Robin Williams. Right. Yeah. Uh, one classics, um, and another one old school to me, but uh, James Garner, Rockford yeah, Five. I, I didn't know he died this year. Yeah, yeah. So, big shout out to him. Um, another personality put it put in the work. You know, he, was, he lived in our ears. Uh, Casey Kasem. Oh yeah, that was sad. You know, they actually died here in Washington. Yeah, him and his um, ex wife and one of his daughters was like battling out over. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping him or his his mental stability and whatnot so that that was really sad yeah uh let's see another one of our legends uh ruby d oh yeah yeah i was supposed to meet her i'm so sad about that Mm. okay another classic legend uh mickey rooney really you know old school people remember him uh another guy who i was such a fan of this movie that denzel played this character uh but uh ruben hurricane carter yeah oh he died yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. When did he die? Uh, I don't have the exact date, but it was definitely this year. Um, and then lastly, that I have on my list, again, one of our classics, uh, Mayo Angelo. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, they will definitely be missed. Yeah. Uh, uh, one that I that you didn't mention, uh, sure. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Great, he, great yeah, actor. Yeah, I give him. Uh, you can't forget Paul Walker, then, right? Oh yeah. Was that this year? Was it? That was the end of last year. Was it? Yeah, it was in December. Oh. Yeah. Uh, was it December? Yeah. Okay. okay. Furthermore, to go well, shout see, out to Paul Walker. Yeah. yeah. Go see Furious Seven. Now, now, kind of a I don't know interesting question because this comes up every year as far as the uh, the Oscars and the the immemorium section. Um, Joan Rivers, for instance, she was not. A movie star. I don't even think she has any movie credits other than that rabbit test she yeah, did back in the test. yeah back in the seventies. So, well, what about know, her documentary? Um, I, well, that's uh, I, I guess I don't know. That's not acting. I mean, that's just. That's but just you her. know what? And if I'm mistaken, doesn't she? Didn't she like host or commentary on you know the comings and goings, people walking in with their clothes to the, to the yeah, Oscars? Yeah. So uh, I think on that level they would give her props to say, you know what? She was a part of 
this show of what this Oscar thing was to a lot of people. She Did wasn't she ever hosted it. I don't know if she hosted it. No, because I think Whoopi was the first female host. Okay. I don't think she's ever hosted. Um, reason why I, I know when Farrah Fawcett passed, she didn't make the the memoriam section of of the Oscar broadcast. Uh, and they said that she wasn't known for movies, although she had been in movies. She was more of a of a TV star than mm-hmm. a movie star, which I I think is I, I don't know. I think that's kind of stupid. I mean, if she's been in movies, she's a movie star. <laughs> you know what I mean? So no, no. I, I I see what you're saying, but I don't agree with that. I mean, she was. I won't think of her as a movie star. I think of her as a TV. I think of her, I think of that poster. Yeah, that picture. You know, she was iconic for that, but. I don't think no, she was a what, part of the Oscars, though. But do so. Do given that same logic, do you think that she will be included? She, me, and Joan, uh, will she be included in in the in, in memoriam section, or will she be like with the Emmy when they do the Emmy broadcast? I'm thinking more Emmy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know to be honest with you. Cute, yeah, opinion. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I guess. She's not really. I'd say she's not really a movie star. Uh, so in that in that case, maybe with the Emmys, yeah. I mean, I'll have a ho- uh, horse in the race either way. I just curious what you guys think. I I think she should be included just because she, you know, did have an impact as far as the whole entire industry, not just like Mike said. You know, the fashion thing. That's I mean, that's a part of you know what they do as far as that particular night. So I don't know. I, I, I think they should. What- honor. I think that whatever whatever institution would would celebrate Carol Burnett or Julia Louis Dreyfus or or any of these female performers or artists, that would be the institution that should recognize her. I don't know if if she needs to be put in with with movie the movie industry though. But let me say this: they did include Michael, if I, if memory serves, Michael Michael Jackson. In the immemorial section, the year he died, and you know Farrah Fawcett and you know MJ, they died on the same day, but and he was included in the immemorial, and she was in the Oscars. Yeah, I, I'm I'm 99 sure he he was included. Yeah, that know. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but I mean, now he wasn't a movie star. I mean, he had one one movie credit, The Wiz. Didn't he have Moonraker? <laughs> Moonraker. <laughs> 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 was no. it, what about Ben? I mean. He, the butcher of names, but he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the Oscars don't they he, also represent music? I mean, but he Ben was in music, wasn't it? Yeah, but he wasn't in Ben. He just sang the theme. No, but if the Oscars record, I, I might be wrong. Don't they record? Don't you get you can get Oscars for music soundtracks? Or yeah, that, right? yeah. He was nominated for Ben, but he didn't win. Well, did he get it for um, E.T.? No, that was oh. uh, Grammy. He got best voice book reading whatever that category is i'm sorry I don't yeah know. but that's michael jackson i mean if if anybody would be included in anything they might not necessarily have been the king of michael jackson would be like, like okay i get it like he's the man like there's nobody bigger than that cat period and plus that cam he knocked it out of the park with that cameo in men in black too come on oh <laughs> uh, you're right you know he was uh in the in memorial i just looked it up yeah fair faucet was not but well, John Rivers is not Michael Jackson. That's <laughs> oh, a little, this is also that is, but to to Sean's point, that is a little suspect as well. It would be if it was anybody other than the greatest entertainer alive. Then Here I would be go. like, yeah. But it's, it's Michael Jackson. Like if if anybody gets a pass, 
that guy gets a pass. <laughs> no movie stuff. I know, but I'm just saying, regardless, if if oh. anybody would to get a pass, though. Here's a question. Were there any other black people in the immemorial? Ah, uh, here we go. I knew that was coming. <laughs> that was called a, that's called affirmative action. If that's what, oh, if that was. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> well, let's go into music. And it's so interesting that after all the stuff we've just talked about, which is over two hours, we're going to go into music. And I suspect music could be the shortest part. But what about music in 2014? What was some of the highlights for you guys? Uh, Sean here. Uh, Plexum Electrum. All right. uh, Black Messiah. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> God. I mean, if, if, those are definitely the two that, for me, were the most anticipated, uh, definitely. And I think they, they both, at least for me, lived up to it. D'Angelo's a little bit less because I didn't, I didn't hear an evolution uh, from the voodoo sound to – to this sound, to the sound he's got now, it's kind of the same. But um, I'm still, still glad that that he's back and at least you know putting out quality music versus some of the other crap that's out there. You, oh. you didn't, you didn't hear an evolution. I didn't, I did not hear an intelligible word. Well, that that goes without saying. I mean, that that's always been what well, I'd always been since Voodoo. That's been his thing. His lyrics, yes, they are sometimes indecipherable. Uh, for me, I I don't think the grooves are as strong on, and this isn't an album review, but just saying, the grooves for this Black Messiah aren't as strong as as the grooves on Voodoo. I think Voodoo is a a much better album, but this is a pretty good album. Oh, it looks like Ampoo is back. How are you, sir? Ampoo. Yes, yes, I am. Uh-huh. Um, we're waiting on someone to arrive, and of course they're on CPT CP time, so. <laughs> There we go. I'm like, well, dang it. How are you going to tell me two and now it's five? Well, you know. <laughs> uh, so, music. Was there any music standouts for you this year, sir? Ampoo? Well, of course, I, I have to give a, a big thumbs up, uh, pop my collar to Bobby Schmurder with uh-huh. the anthem of the summer, Hot Nigga. Because, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Every- Every, I mean, you know, it became cultural when everybody had to bust their schmurder dance. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to put schmurder dance. I'm going to play Big Sexy here for a minute. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> man, you old man. <laughs> the schmurder dance. That that I, was that was the that that was like the D spiking of the football. That was the vote this year's voguing. That was uh, the running man. That was all cabbage patch. That was the dance of the summer and as ignorant as it was talking about i've been selling crack since the fifth grade i'm like i'm like sorry let me go ahead and get low on this nigga please you ain't been selling no crack since the fifth grade shut the fuck up with that yeah i guess i'm gonna have to youtube that i have no clue what you're no, 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 don't do that don't do that, don't do that. no you, you no, you should you should just, just that way you can know what palmer does not need to be exposed to oh, there well, you go a lot of stuff there. all right <laughs> Uh, also, uh, she got a little hate for this, but uh, we got. I don't have any real albums other than uh, uh, Plexion Electrum, uh, Artificial Age. Those are only were at four albums I listened to, but uh, I got to give a shout out to Nicki Minaj. Yes, man. Oh no, you- stop it. Stop it right there, please. Yo, please. Anaconda, brother. Go ahead, let, let him do his thing. 
Anaconda? I mean, it was nothing oh. great lyrically, but that video, whoo. I'm just going to say it. There's, there's probably millions upon millions of 13-year-old boys worldwide that went through puberty watching that <laughs> video. Wow. I, I just want to play a little bit of this hot nega as you uh, mm-hmm. brought it up because I, I don't actually, I have never heard this. I've heard a lot about it. Okay, people plug years. Can you guys hear this? No. No? no? <laughs> I think that's a sign from God. <laughs> you hear it now? You know? Uh-uh. All right, well, I'll cut it off. I know <laughs> listeners can hear this. Uh-uh. Oh, boy. That's funky. <laughs> okay, this sounds just like a lot of the other garbage songs. Yeah, I agree. Boom, garbage. Cha, cha, boom, boom, wait, wait, wait. Cha. Boom, boom, boom. But I can imagine if you were in a club or you're a younger dude, this I could see why this may be your life, and I'm not mad at you. Hey, man, I, I, are you always shots at me? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Because when I was young, I I like a lot of stuff I wouldn't want people probably to listen to now, but you know, I was into that. And then you got to give a shout out to Taylor Swift with that song "Shake It Off." I'm sorry. I, I like it. That's kind of funky. I, I was feeling that song. Uh, she cut caught a little heat for the video because she had twerkers in there and all the black people were twerking while all the other people of, of other ethnicities, predominantly white, were doing refined dancing as ballerina. I'm like, watch the video again. And on top of that, the song is dope. And uh, last one, Michael Dean put me up onto this. Uh, Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk. Yeah. That, yeah. Bruno. Yeah. That is killer. Mark, what's his name? Mark Ranson? R- R- Ronson. Ronson, that's yeah. actually his song. But yeah. yeah I don't stuff. know who. Well, he ain't singing, so <laughs> so screw him. All right. Uh, Q-Storm. Uh, music and me have had a love-hate relationship for quite a while. So I find myself listening more to uh, podcasts than anything else. But um, I'm going to give Michael some. Jackson? Escape. That came out this year. Oh, you know what? I forgot about that. You're right. I, that would probably be the that and the two Prince albums, and I'm gonna give some shine to uh, Ampool. I think you said you noticed Cat D One. I checked out both his albums. I, uh, I checked out the single J Weezy Fifty. I think it is. Downloaded the seat the, the album from that, and I downloaded his first album. And I hope he blows up. I hope he gets big. Um, I downloaded D'Angelo. I Y'all got to get at me, but I'm, <laughs> what am I missing, people? I, I the last track on the album, I was like, oh, I'm feeling this track finally. This is this is the track that starts the out al- like Mike like Mike Dean likes to say. This is where the album started for me. That was the last motherfucking track on the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, another life. Yes. Yeah, that's a cold song, man. Yeah. And I'm like, what? It, I, it's one of those things where I'm like. There must be something wrong with me then, because everybody's talking about this dude like he's a second coming. I like Brown Sugar. I like the as yet entitled, and yet mm-hmm. I'm getting this mumble mouth, gargly, marble filled singer who I cannot understand the damn thing he's saying, and apparently hates chord progressions and melodies. It's about so the I'm, grooves. It's about yeah. the grooves. I didn't hear a groove. I didn't hear. And then the nigga started whistling. I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I know that song. Oh, what is that? What is that one? Uh, the door? Yeah, yeah, the door, yeah. I don't I like yeah. to show him the door. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, but I will say this, you know, I don't, it's not an album for 
song, you know, the, you know, the usual sh- song structure and chorus hook and all that, or even the <laughs> melodies of, you know, being very um, catchy. It you mean is, everything that people listen to music for? <laughs> well, for general mainstream, yeah, I agree. It's not. It is not that. It is a very, um, it's a very specific type of a sound. It's not a commercial sound, you know, at all. Which I don't have a problem with. I don't, but I don't expect him to do that because that's not what he did last time. But if you like grooves and just you know that kind of, to me, it plays right into you know uh, Sly. And some the way he sort of phrases his vocals, Marvin ish, and of course the Prince type of stuff. If you like that kind of stuff, I can't imagine you not liking some of this. Uh, but oh, it's I, not I, like hit songs, or I don't even think you can listen to these songs individually. To me, it's just like you have to kind of listen, let the whole thing kind of play. And I think this is a grower album, too. All I gotta tell you is that based on I, I knew of Sly and his hits. Well, right, I, see, that's the thing Sly has well, hits, wait, D'Angelo on, does not have hits. I, but let me finish. The, the, I, I'm just saying I don't only said hits because to say that that's basically my knowledge of Sly stopped right there, which I thought was kind of shameful to be honest. I, I, based on your recommendations and listening to you talk about him, I was like, you know what? I need to I need to research this dude a little bit more. I should know more about this guy. So I downloaded his. Um, it was like 30 songs in this. Job. I think I paid like 30 dollars for this um, anthology, and it was it was different. But it was still something like, like a Prince album. It's like, I don't. This is interesting stuff. It's different. Uh, it's not mainstream, but I'm getting into this. Mm-hmm. But not so with this this album with D'Angelo's album. I don't. I feel it's light years still from Prince or. Um, I, I uh, would agree with you. I agree with you. Well, I thought I'll, you said. I, I said you can hear the. Uh, again, and then we go going back to what you said about Sly. You took a greatest hits package, right? And which takes all those songs out of context and, and applying that to what your research of him. But again, if you go back and listen to those albums and the progression, which would be no different than Prince. If I was to take a young guy today and say, go listen to, you know, the best of Prince or whatever those greatest hits they got for me as a Prince fan, that'd be a, a disservice because again, those songs take the songs out of context. You can't appreciate sign the times without going through and listening to the first album, See the progression to where he gets to Dirty Mind. He flips the whole style. You might think that he's always kind of had this sort of sound, but no, it's you can hear the progress. And when he gets to Purple Rain, right? Whoa, you know, it's a head bust that he got to this. So I think Sly yeah, is, I, well, I'm just saying I, Sly is the same way. You can hear the hits because they both have hit songs, but taking out of context, those hits seem totally different if you actually hear the album as all those songs ain't not hits. And they all, like you said, very different. I guess uh, all I can tell you is that my experience with Prince, you use Prince as an example. Mm-hmm. First track I heard from Prince was Private Joy. I didn't know who it was. I was like, damn, that shit is hot. Right. Then I heard 1999. Then I heard, I, I, I listened to that, and I was like, okay, this is interesting but stuff. Those and are I heard, oh, well, wait a minute. Then I heard Purple Rain, mm-hmm. and I was, I was done. It was a rap. I'm like, I'm on this, I'm getting on this cast train. But you're saying that I can't listen to his this album i got to listen to all the other ones to appreciate this one no 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 i'm saying i said that with sly but i'm saying even with the example with prince if your first song would have been ronnie talk to russia (laughs) you probably would thought this is some bullshit (laughs) 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 right again i'm not saying d'angelo is not on the level of prince because i said earlier d'angelo does not have any really hit songs he does not make pop 
accessible, Brown catchy music, which Brown Prince Sugar does. Was, Brown Sugar was not a pop accessible, catchy songs. It wasn't? The no. t- entirely of the album? No, he had maybe one no, song. No, about the single, the single. Well, right, that's one song, but he doesn't make hits, is my point. So you can't really, that's why I say you can't really compare the hit songs that you heard of Sly and the hit songs of Prince. It's totally different because D'Angelo has none. But he, I wasn't it, comparing them. You brought them up, not me. Well, I know I said that I can hear <laughs> the inflections of their styles, as I say with Marvin Gaye and others. But that, But again, to be clear, I said this album is not a mainstream hit-driven chorus driven album is not going to appeal to that audience nor is it made for that audience in particular he isn't made for that audience well rumor has it that uh prince uh was inspired you know by voodoo to make rainbow children uh i, I don't think that black messiah is going to inspire prince to do anything that's just my i mean yeah, that's a perfect point even rainbow children is I mean, I first heard that that album. I I, I took it back the next day. <laughs> I took it back to the store the next day. But now I can appreciate it. I can listen to it, and I can say, this is not my favorite stuff by Prince, but the songs are coherent. I can see what he's doing. It may mm-hmm. not be my favorite stuff from him, but this from from D'Angelo. I just I I wish I knew what I'm missing. Yeah, it's not Are for you- everybody. You've already said it. Melody, chord structure. <laughs> <laughs> Which I agree. Those things are not necessarily there. They're more so in Brown Sugar. That's more of a conventional type of an album. But obviously, I don't think that's what he's trying to do. He's not trying to make a conventional type of music. Obviously, it's not if you listen to well, it right. Well, Big Sexy, are you still on? I'm here. I, I'm not going to put you on blast, but I hope what you put out there last week or earlier this week, mm-hmm. I hope that's true. Well, you know that, that's that is what I was told. So we, we that would explain a lot. Yeah, the listeners were as me. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you didn't see the thing that he sent out on the uh, messenger? Uh, I guess not. No. If he wants to, if he wants to say it, I'll let, I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna put him out there. You already did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say what I didn't say. What he said. Again, as the what's this? Somebody admonish. Uh, and pool like you do there are listeners listening to this right <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm wondering what and i'm lost so i imagine I they must let me lost. say this let me say this um in my many travels yeah, and actually i've seen this quoted by um Questlove as well oh yeah yeah that's right so there is a possibility of another edition of black messiah you know being oh, released right. later on mm-hmm. with the completed package because this was apparently released before he went before it was done to meet the Christmas rush so there's going to be like a Black Messiah volume 2 which is tentative title released and again I've heard that from independent people and I've also seen it in a quote from uh, from Questlove so we shall see okay alright any other you know, music yeah uh, we'll get it in ahead. 15 years so my, I know, right? <laughs> so my thing is, is like, what are the songs going to come with subtitles so we can know what he's saying? <laughs> That's it's the only way to improve it. Who was it that said you should you should download you can download the lyric tracks? I'm like, I, I should have to do I shouldn't have to do a damn thing. To like, I, just, I was just letting you know that a lyric book is available online. The 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 lux thing. That was all. Just just trying to provide a service. Just letting you know if you. No, no I, I'm not. I'm not throwing shade at you. I'm saying. <laughs> Don't put out an album where I have to translate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Uh, any well, other I mean, music? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Michael Jackson was doing that since Off the Wall. Well, that's what I was going to say. You, you know still what? know it. Mama said, yeah. Mama Sama Michael Sam? Like, what's that? Oh, by the, you brought that up. It's I was hoping to, to, to school you all on another uh, Michael podcast. But do you know what that whole, what that riff was? Mama say Mama Sama Michael Sam? Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Isn't it like West African or something? It is reported, I read somewhere, I can't remember where, this was years ago, that it was a subliminal message where Michael was saying, it, 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 he, he transcribed the words, I'll be saved by the sound of Michael's song. Okay. I'm going to say Mama okay. Sam and Michael Sa. Yeah, I'm going to need the source on that one. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to call bullshit on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if Quincy ain't co-signing that, then I ain't believing it. Yeah, let me see the book you read that. <laughs> um, musically, you know, we left out Joe Cocker's recent passing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was a major cat. Uh, I Also, I think as an industry, I think the lack of any, at, at the time that article was written, of any platinum albums being certified speaks volumes about the way the music is being produced and delivered nowadays. And I think D'Angelo's album is a perfect sign of that. It's an album, it's a whole complete suite of music, as opposed to saying, we gotta have that single. You know, nowadays a lot of things are single and pop driven, that's why radio sounds the same, and it's good, now I have not heard the D'Angelo thing in its entirety yet, but it's good that someone out there is not following that trend and saying look I got a story to tell and this is my entire vision if you like it great if you don't like it that's okay too instead of all this thing sounding the same and the one hit on on the album and a lot of things being filled and I don't know who Mark Ronson is but you take Bruno off this album if it even comes out as an album what do we have we don't know so I think I was going to say the art of the album is lost completely, completely, you know, because Mike was saying uh, that this D'Angelo thing is something that you need to just listen to in its entirety. And I can't remember the last time that something new came out that made me want to do that other than the escape project from Michael Jackson, which was done posthumously, ah, can't say that word. You know, so when I hear a lot of the new things, I'll I'll see, and it could be in any genre. I'll see Katy Perry this, I'll see Beyonce that. You hear the single, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about the rest of the whole story to tell? And a lot of the artistry has been lost in that in that regard. Because it's a producer-driven mar- market. The, yeah. the artists, yeah, I mean, the artists are just picking songs. I uh, like that one, that one, that one, and I'll take that one over there. You know, it's it's, it's not their vision it's it's other people's vision yeah and that's not good that's not a good thing man you know, going back to the mark ronson real quick i just looked him up apparently he was a, a big producer yeah uh, he's a producer he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he's uh, like a quincy jones mm-hmm. or, a, or a dre he was nominated type. for a grammy he was nominated for a producer of the year back in 2007 is it because uh isn't he he produced white house right I think Amy he Watt. did, yes. Amy Watt. She, uh, she, he, he produced Back in Black. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's working hey guys, with a lot of people. I got to jump off. Um, All right. Well, I hey, hoping, man. I, I was hoping to ride it through, but uh, y'all going in for the marathon, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, again, uh, appreciate you holding it down this year. Two Nigs, United for Podcasting, of course, all the other shows you are on. 
just keep doing your thing. I'm a big fan of the videos that you do. I watch the, the drive one. by. Yeah, I watch the one with the Star Wars <laughs> Han Solo in them. It's funny. I saw that at uh, Barnes and Nobles. They have that that thing that you had. I was like, oh, excuse me. Oh, really? I hope I hope I didn't get ripped off again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But yeah, good stuff, man. Good work keeping uh, keeping the show lively. I appreciate it. All right, fellas. All right, All right Q. Peace. Thank you. All right, um, man. What else do we have for end of the year? Any other things that I'm forgetting that you guys want to throw in? I want to throw in a little bit about comic books. Uh, yeah. I think this this year in comics, as a consumer, I think the the stranglehold on the on the uh, community and the and the hobby by superheroes mm-hmm. has been long since gone. I look at a lot of things out now and. You know, we've talked about things that have caught our eye, and it's been things like Lazarus, or or uh, Astro City, or Saga, something not with people in capes, which is which can be interesting. But also on the flip side of that, uh, this event they're doing in Avengers, I have no clue what's going on. Talk about the axis. Yes. Horrible. You know, it, it's terrible. But the only good thing out of that has been a new title called Superior Iron Man. Which they've made Iron Man as arrogant, no, excuse me, more arrogant than he is in the film. That's interesting. He's basically a bad guy. I taking over people. Yeah. Well, he's basically a drug dealer. Yeah, he's a bad guy. You know, so this is interesting. But other than that, you know, the event over in DC, the multiversity thing that Grant Morrison is doing, makes no sense either. This whole new 52 is not making sense. They're canceling a lot of titles going into the new year. So things that are that are not of the mainstream of the cape set are starting to get some make some noise. You know, again, the biggest book out there, Walking Dead, not a superhero book. So that's something to keep an eye on. An image again, and again, I think we talked about this briefly. I think it's to me, it's like Shades of 1992 again, because Image has got a billion titles out you know they had a lot of number ones last year and the thing is anybody can do a number one can you get to number 20 on on these books and i'm going to say 20 percent of them will, will make that a lot of them will not so i think there's a danger of flooding the marketplace and creating another implosion like we had in 92 and that could be problematic so they need to publishers as a whole need to back off a bit yeah i'm a i, I just got put on to saga a couple of weeks ago, I've been reading first three volumes. That's some good stuff. Uh, definitely good. I will say this: this year, and I say for Marvel, for me, because I kind of read some of their stuff. Or I try to read it. It's become unreadable. Uh, I'm not understanding how you can have the Avengers, which is a great story. You know, I love the Avengers. The movie really got me into it. But the books, I, I'm trying to understand. What what's going on? All I see is these dudes with the big yellow, full yellow or whatever costume with the horns in their head or something. Yep. Crazy. I, it makes no sense. And Axis is ridiculous. I just read the last issue. You need to let go of Rick Remender. Uh, make that book accessible. I, I, now it looks like they're just trying to make that book ready for the movie. I see them really trying to bring Scarlet Witch and and. Uh, What's her brother's name? Quicksilver. Quicksilver. And now they're trying to say they're not mutants, mutants, which I know in the movies they're not mutants. So I see what they're trying to do, but that's corny. 
Don't have the movies be dictating the stories. Because the movies aren't in continuity. So it doesn't make any sense to me. But So I, I, don't, I don't like that. I think they just need to... And they killed Wolverine. Now they're trying to do Sabretooth. It's going to be a Wolverine. Nah, fuck out of here, man. <laughs> the whole thing is ridiculous. Uh, DC, the multiverse stuff, I want to try and get into it. But it looks like it just looks too intimidating to me to read it. But I will say this. I am... I have been reading and I like Justice League. I went back and read the entire run of this new one all over this year. I'm a fan of, I'm into it, you know, for better or for worse. Uh, But other than that, I think both companies are putting out, well, again, Batman, I'm into that too. Was it Scott Snyder? Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to really get into that. You know, the whole Robin Rise, it's a little absurd, but uh, I just say it's superhero shit, so I'll let it go. But Marvel, man, you guys got some of the best characters ever and right now it is a mess you know jonathan hickman rick remender mac fraction all have got to yeah, go they gotta go man. i mean they are taking these great characters and just fucking them all up completely well one thing you mentioned you, you, you mentioned um image and one thing that's really pissing me off this year is i finally got into invincible and i read 110 yeah. issues over a week week and a half span wow damn and since then, this was this was uh, July. And since then, I think there's only been two issues published since then. Six months, two issues. Yeah, something's going Kirkman, on. Kirkman, come on, what's going on? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Kirkman's slipping. I agree with you. <laughs> Just when it was getting good, too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm still waiting for number 115. It's like six months. Come on. And how is it that you can uh, get Walking Dead every month, but well, that's what Invincible, you... Yeah, that's what dollars are. Yeah, it's yeah. a business. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think overall, Marvel and DC. I mean, I, I can't knock Dark Horse and uh, and uh, Image and some of the smaller titles because you, you got to put out as much you can to get your money. But Marvel and DC, they just—I I don't understand why are they producing so many damn comic book issues. It's like, and then and some of the titles like that doesn't need and we we had this discussion before that doesn't need to be two solo Superman books in 2014. Who's checking for them like that? Superman, like Wonder Woman, works best as part of a team book, a team an ensemble cast. Is I feel like you just told all the stories you can't tell with them, and I think they would be better suited doing a bi month. Yeah, bi-monthly or even just a, a straight-up six-issue story arc for half the half the year with these characters. It's just too too many out there. It's like, what is the point of like when they did the new fifty-two, fifty-two new uh, comic book series a month, and they have things like Jonah. I think they had a Jonah Hex. They had the Justice League Dark, which you know I, I read. It was kind of interesting, but it was, but I knew you were not going to go very far with that concept. So why put it out? And the other thing, stop relaunching and rebooting these comic books i'm tired of a number one every six months i want you to go back to the original number i want i wanted to see detective comics 1000 actually comics 1500 and but they they say number one sell i guess and uh, i will say also this year in comics i went full-on digital and i love it uh i I love comicsology (laughs) i just actually signed up for uh Marvel Unlimited, they're, you're doing, they're doing two months for $9. Ooh, oh, man, it's, it's a ton of stuff to read on there. I was like, wow, okay, I can really go back and read full arcs and classics and new stuff. 
So I'm really into the digital game, man. I, I love it. It could bring the prices down a little bit, but there's so much. <laughs> but there's also a lot of independent stuff. And Comicsology has all these great sales every week. So man, you can read a lot of stuff, damn near free or 99 cents. Um, loving it. Last thing I'll mention, comics. Uh, what is it called? What's the What's the DC Weekly comic, the digital thing? Injustice. Injustice starting to slip. Uh oh. It's kind of starting to slip, and I and I see that Tom Tucker will not be on it after the next couple issues. He's gone, so you better kick ass tomorrow night, or else, <laughs> or I'm gonna have to drop that one too. But anyway, there you go. Agree. All right, Tori, you're quiet over there. Um, because you guys are talking about stuff that mm, that you will be in in 2015. Let them know. Hey, don't worry, Tori. You say I'm going to sit here quiet. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Right, These guys go to comics. I'm like, what? Come on, Sean. Sean went over there and started doing his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I play? Um, I don't really have anything um, as far um, as, you know, something exciting as comics and Prince music and all that other jazz. But I would like to know, um, since we are approaching the new year, one thing, and I do mean one, um, thing that all the fellas have as far as maybe a resolution or what they would like to change or do something different to for the new year. Anybody got anything? Why don't you start? Okay, well, yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, I'm really big into vision boards. Um, I started back, uh, I think a few years ago, back in 2010. And I like to try to create a vision board every year to kind of put myself in a position um, to visually see goals or things that I want to reach. And I'm also um, going to do that with my son and some some other kids or my sister's kids to kind of get the kids involved um, as far as like visualizing their future. Because there's so many things that's going on right now that... Um, uh, you know, bad things that's going on. I, I kind of want to do something good or maybe even put it into the community as far as with vision boards and, and try to get kids to see, you know, what they can achieve and and whatnot. So I'm that's what I'm going to be working on, my vision board and some vision boards for others. All right. Well, I, I for me, it's something that I'll n- not necessarily change, but I guess continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, is uh, is this year I, I decided uh, with doing Hill Street Views and and going to the films and all of that. It it became uh, I was putting a lot of time into it, and it was taking a time away from my family. So I, I became more selective as far as the the films that I that I went to see. I uh, the year before last, I would just go see everything, <laughs> you know, regardless of my interest in it. It was free. I'm going, whatever. So uh, 2014, I was like, you know what? I can't see everything. I don't want to see everything. I don't have an interest in seeing everything. I'm going to movies th- sometimes, you know, three, four nights a week, and it was taking time away from my family. So uh, I'm just going to continue that, just continue, you know, again, I, I would love to see every every movie, every film that comes out, but I, I know it's just not possible. And, you know, until I started getting paid to do Hill Street Views, <laughs> um, that that attitude may change. But for now, got to got to keep, fam, you know, family first. So I'm going to, you know, still do the reviews, still, you know, go check out this stuff, but be, be, be selective uh, as far as what I do see. All right. Because at the end of the day, it's all about family, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ant? 
for me, it's uh, nothing prof- nothing professional. For me, it's part more personal. I'm really gonna get my health in order. Uh, nothing serious, but I'm starting to push forty. Not that I'm not making any disparaging remarks. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm starting to push forty, and the body ain't bouncing back like it used to, and I'm feeling things that I I don't feel I should be experiencing at my age. So. That's my goal for the year to get my health in order. Uh, I dropped 35 this year, and my goal is another 70. That's good. Right yeah. on, right on. You be yeah. in that club making it, yeah. dropping it pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, because I, I like the other panelists on here, except for Big Sexy. I don't have any kids, so I can't be like, I can't be trying to push out kids in the next couple of years, but then too, too sore to play with them. So, yeah. Got to get that fixed. Oh well, kids is not bad. I mean, you guys have until what sixty, so you got what twenty years. Look, I I am not trying to chase after no two year old at fifty five. <laughs> Unless it's a grandchild, and even then, I'll be like, you better get your get in and get this child, boy. Uh, big sexy. You know, this year, uh, this upcoming year, that is. I've been saying this last few weeks. I'm all about global domination. I am taking over. Either get on the train or get run over by the train. I'm through dicking around. I want it all. I, my mom was up here uh, for Christmas, and I let her drive the Escalade around, and I told her, I said, Mom, you know what? This car is yours. So my new plan as of right now, before my next birthday on March 9th, and write this down, I will have my Range Rover. It's that simple. Mom gets the Escalade, I get the Range Rover, and I continue my global ascension to taking over everything that I possibly wanted. I'm through being nice. He has left the building. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm not trying to be funny here, Big Sexy, but you're 50, right? Yes, I am. So I'm going to go and say mom got another 30 years upon you. Right? Okay. Does she need to be in a big-ass Escalade? You know, she used to drive a big El Dorado, and then I let her drive my car. I said, you like it? Yeah, I love Cadillacs. Yeah, I thought you might. And part of it also, and this is something I keep talking to Mike about off there, and I, and I keep not following up on, but this is something that maybe Mike and I can do on a place in this world. I am the youngest of the children, and there's only two of us, but I've always felt that I was just unappreciated. I always felt like I was the, the oddball, the black sheep the square peg, the whole nine. And now that I'm doing my thing and my sister has chosen her path, which is not mine, which is fine. I'm like, so now I'm like, so I go to my mother. I'm like, now what, you know, who's getting you a Cadillac? Me. Okay. Who bought you the big screen? Me. Not you, not Mel, me. Oh, but it's not a competition between the two of you. I know that because I'm great. <laughs> she, you know, and she's, you know, common and I am not. And that's just something that's been a hang-up of mine for 50 years. So maybe one day I'll get past it. You, you sound like Scarface there. Who, who, who put this thing together, huh? <laughs> Me. <laughs> now, I was going to tease you a second ago. You said you're done being nice. So you, you've been being oh, nice all this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Don't, don't make me come to say I'm going to see you next month. I So you, hey. March, is it? Is it yeah, we're seeing each other in March, I believe, so yeah. don't get no ass whooping. Okay. 
Because I right. can still bench 500 pounds. <laughs> I call shenanigans on that, but... Oh, whoa, whoa. You want to try me? <laughs> I, I, I'll bring, I'll bring the camera you? and try to see you it done. Yeah, I'll tell you, let's okay. do this. Let, let me pull your card now. Let's oh. do this. I will do the five bills. And then you and I will do an NFL weight test, which means we will put up 225 to failure and see how many we can do. I'm going on a record that can be twice as many as you. There it is. I'll go on the record and say you're going to win that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else before we uh, run up out of here? You didn't do yours. Oh. Uh, well, let's see. Well, I got uh, one. one. I'm going to put on Michael Dean. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. I'm part two of Choose, of the Destiny Truth. Is it the Truth Trilogy or Destiny Trilogy? Destiny Saga. Destiny Saga. <laughs> part two. Okay. Let's have that by November. <laughs> yes, you should have that a lot sooner. But thanks for yeah, put that on me. I need that kick. Uh, you know what I'm trying to do? Uh, I gotta make and I will make podcast juice be all that it should be and all that I want it to be. Um, I have a few more months left on this uh, little train that I'm on right now, uh, and so I'm gonna work my behind off to really get this thing to be sustainable. Uh, or whatever it's going to be, uh, something's going to happen, uh, something good. So we're just going to keep plugging away. Um, yeah, I'm going to get back to doing more of the writing. Uh, we're going to do more podcasts. We might even do some video stuff. But also, I want to travel. Uh, next year, I, you know, we've been watching these last few movies we saw, Top 5 and uh, Birdman. New York, man, is like this, the other co-star of these movies. And I've always wanted to go to New York, so... That's something I want to do soon. Um, and then just continue to uh, be in love with the love of my life. Uh, hey, oh, isn't that sweet? What do you want? <laughs> I'm not cooking. Hilarious. She pulled his car. Right. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, continue to. Was, it, was that the case of uh, that Eddie Murphy said, oh, you better stand up and light a match for this? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have a very good woman who's helping Who's backing me up, supporting me, uh, you know, helping me do my dreams. So I, you know, I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, and the other part is <laughs> uh, my kids. You know, uh, that you know, that's that's just me, my life. So I got to continue to make sure that they have everything that they need, uh, which makes me happy. So and you guys, man, you know, just keep it 100. I couldn't do this without Big Sexy, uh, Sean, Ant, um, Q. And then, you know, of course, I haven't been around as much, but um, day dropping, Big Ken, uh, and all the people that's listening. I mean, this thing is, uh, for me, is a dream come true, and I'm living it and doing it. So I'm just going to continue to work hard, man, and keep this community going. I think what we have now is it's like a family, man, and it's sad, but we're going to rectify it that everybody that I'm talking to, aside from Tori, because she's standing right next to me, I have yet to meet personally. Uh, but I feel like we all have known each other for years. Because uh, we know a lot about each other, but mm -hmm. yeah, man, you know, this is, uh, I'm not going to go long, but this whole thing of how we're meeting and how we interact with each other almost daily, I mean, it's amazing, man. And uh, we're a brotherhood and we're a sisterhood with family and even people like Diana and everybody else that listens. I'm not going to go through everybody's names, but, you know, we are shared experience here and uh, this is something great. So I just got to keep living in that, you know what I'm saying? And, Okay, uh, so on that topic, I will be in Vegas the week of April 22nd 
through the 26th, I've got an NFL <clears throat> NFL uh, event that I am required to be at. So if anybody wants to, you know, is in that town or in that area, let me know during that time. Mm, I'm a four-hour car ride away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, you want to say something, Tori, then we're going to wrap it up. Um, Nope, we can go okay. ahead and wrap it up. All right. Wrap, wrap it up. So, ladies and gentlemen, this was our year-in-review blowout three-hour-plus super show. Uh, this may or may not be the last podcast I do this year, but if this is what you're listening to, I hope you enjoy that. And do me a favor. Email, or not email, but go on Facebook and tell these guys thank you. You know, give them shout outs. Let them know that you're listening. And I'm talking about, of course, Big Sexy, uh, Aunt Pooh, Sean Hill, Q Storm, Tori. Let them know, hey, I've been listening uh, to you guys for the last month or last year. And thank you. You know, let them know. I, you guys let me know, but let them know. You know, because that's that's a big thing. People want to hear the feedback. Um, so let's go around the room. We'll say our thanks and let them know where we can find you. Tori, where can they find you? Yes, I can be found on Facebook at Tori Blue Roses McGlory. Um, also be on the lookout for my first book series of seven called Confession, excuse me, Confessions of a Temp Call Girl that yeah. should be coming out really, really soon. And, uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Confessions of a Temp Call, call Girl? That is yeah, correct. Man. It's juicy. So you the new Zane? What you telling us? Um, I don't think I go I mean, that far, but um, it it definitely has some uh, parts in it uh, that it's very eye opening and that will raise your brow. So it it definitely is not for kids. That's for sure. Uh oh. Yeah. All right. All right. We're looking out for that. <laughs> All right. That is gonna be interesting. All right. Uh, and Pooh. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at at Pooh. Uh, you can find me uh, within the next couple of days. I'll have a year in review for the WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, for those that are not hip, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I'll be back at 401 Mania, I believe, the week of the 12th with a new comic book theme column, Comic 8 Ball. You can go there now. Click in, uh, do a search for Anthony Kennedy, and you'll be able to find all the stories that I've done for the past year and a half at that site. All right, big, sexy, and sack. Ah, uh, yes. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Fake Mark Wiggins. Uh, Twitter. Big, sexy, and sack. And uh, I think I'll post up some pictures of the uh, new HQ, because Q called me out on that, so I'm going to do that later on today. And... It is now recruiting season for our 2015 draft class of NFL hopefuls, so I'm right in the middle of that. In fact, I have a meeting today with a couple of players who want to seek me out for representation, so we will go from there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, I may have to holler at you, not today, but offline. I want to get make sure you get that website up, man. So if I, <laughs> if I have to help and do it, I'll do it. Uh, I, got, I got to get this happening. You're right. I just... Too many irons in the fire. That's all good. It's all good. Isn't that my job to give them shit about the website? <laughs> well, I'm trying you to give should... you a solution. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a problem. You're being a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sean Hill. All right. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, Hill Street Views. Also, Facebook, Sean Hill and Real Movie Talk, where I'm going to be. Uh, 
gearing up and doing some changes with that uh, the Real Movie Talk page so be looking out for that and also of course the blog hillstreetviews.blogspot.com where I will put up the list that we went over earlier as far as the top uh, 10 best and worst films of the year uh, with their availability either on home video, Redbox, Netflix so you can have some good uh, viewing choices and of course we'll be back with the uh, typical weekly movie reviews starting in January I'll be seeing, uh, I believe, American Sniper will be the first uh, film I'll be seeing. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. All right. And, of course, uh, definitely check us out on Twitter at Podcast Juice and on Facebook. Just look up Podcast Juice. Um, Real quick, I'm going to shout out my all-access people. Got to do it. Christopher, Diana, Dante, Dave, Chris Winson, uh, Robert, Gregory Davis, Keith. Uh, Hamish, shout out Avery King, Ken Cole, RJ, Leonardo, Jan, Michael, Myos, uh, Marcus, Quentin, Jerry, Seen, uh, if I'm saying it right, S E U N, shout out to you. Um, to the next page, sorry, hold on. Uh, Matt, Crystal, Kelly, uh, Tammy. So, yeah, shout out to all of you guys and thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And you know what I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next year, 2015. We out here. Peace.